Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
miracle it is I, the underground professor. That's right, the underground professor, coming at you almost live, gaily swinging my feet over a double rainbow as it gaily arches over the Hermitage of North Texas's liberal conservative studies. Um, last night, when I said Ralph was my favorite, I meant for Wednesday night. Oh, I see. So Mary hurts my... Uh, Mary hurts my feelings on the exceptional conservative show, and now she's trying to get out of the doghouse. <laughs> uh, it's hard to pick a favorite, Mary, when you're on the exceptional conservative show. I will give you that. That uh, I mean, you have you have Ralph Chitlins, you have the Poindexter, you have um, Buster Brown himself, the Ken McClinton, you have Agadorable, you have the Bloviating Zeppelin, you have all kinds of people go on that show. I'm just one of many. Uh, but we'll be talking later, Ken McClinton. Hopefully he'll remember he's supposed to jump into the show with me today. We're gonna, we were going to do a three-hour simulcast, but it, it doesn't appear that he's remembered. <laughs> so, yeah, Mary, if you want to go rattle his chain and remind him he was supposed to call in tonight and get into this show with me. Uh, the, and welcome, everybody, on, on, uh, on Periscope 2. Welcome. Can you all hear everything Okay. I don't know. I've got all this junk everywhere, and everything's falling apart. <laughs> I've been patching things together, but I got my big screen working. I got the cables in. I got the all set up, and everything's running right. We had a big, huge power outage last night, and it wiped out everything. That, uh, I've been out here rebooting and relooking. Uh, yes, this is my shirt. It says I'm a veteran, and then it says I can't even remember what it says. Uh, and an asshole. And if you value your life, walk away. <laughs> so that's my shirt. Oh, I missed the notes. Okay, redo it in Periscope, the notes you just typed. I was messing with my shirt, and I didn't see them. So anyway, that's my shirt. The Tsarina is holding fort in our chat room and blog talk radio. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash undergroundprofessor, and you can get into that exciting chat room of one person right now. It used to be. My chat room is full of stuff, but I think I've annoyed enough people they don't come back anymore. <laughs> so, oh, well. Uh, and we have the Agadorable who's probably listening somewhere through Twitter or on, um, well, probably through Periscope and all of that. Um, look, I got two different titles. Uh, I think it was, did Hillary Clinton really think blacks can't be successful? I put that in Periscope uh, because I didn't want Periscope and Twitter to knock me off. The Blog Talk title, which will probably be knocked off pretty soon by them, this is the title I put in. It's UGP number 559, which is a 559th show. It's are incapable of success in America. Now, niggers, a word she uses comfortably. She is a, uh, I saw earlier someone typed in a, a, a criminal and a piece of trash. I agree with that. I'm paraphrasing the words, but I, or maybe I got them right. I can't remember, but I agree with that. She's a treasonous bitch. Uh, but, but no one cares. Just people like me who care about ethics and morality, no matter who they are. Uh, the the wordings that she used, calling calling Muslims sand niggers. Now, look, don't come here and look for sympathy from me for Muslims. Uh, and not so much Muslims. Muslims are good people. 
It's Islam that I have a problem with. It's the Quran I have a problem with. It's the Sadith I have a problem with. Hadiths and the Shira. It's Sharia law I have a problem with. It's that fake pseudo-political religion that I have a problem with. It's the fake Muhammad, Muhammad, a false prophet, and the fake God Allah. That's what I have a problem with. But the left is highly sensitive to political correctness, is it not? So they're always attacking the right over insensitivities. Even though the Klan belongs to the left, slavery belongs to the left, Jim Crow belongs to the left, they are super sensitive about political correctness and using the right terms. Okay, fair enough. It's not that they're wrong. These terms are offensive. My question is, when someone as august as Hillary Clinton calls Muslims sand niggers. Now, me, I don't use that term. I find that offensive. I call them sheetheads. I usually call them ragheads on accident, but as I have been pointed out in my chat room many, many times, that's impolite, so we call them sheetheads in this show. I have been there. I've been in their countries. I've been in combat in their countries. I was at Desert Shield and Desert Storm. I do not have a great fondness for the political regimes of that area or their religion, but I love the people. Amazing people, amazing history. And I'm all about history. I love history. Right or wrong, it's history, right? We can't. We should not be feeling this need to change history so that we're comfortable with it or so that it fits our paradigm of 21st century sensibilities. I don't like the term sand nigger. I find it offensive. I find the term nigger offensive, even though Bill Clinton, Kennedy, Lyndon Baines Johnson, they all use this. Uh, Clinton, Hillary Clinton, they all use it comfortably. Uh, let me see here. Uh, uh, so I think Ken's over here. Let me see. Would this be the Ken McClinton? Yes, I'm the water nigger. You're the water nigger? <laughs> Yes, I am. <laughs> Is that like the water boy? Are you like Adam Sandler? Kind of like that. At least I'm not a sand nigger. Yeah. Hey, you've got the biggest mouth in radio. Why is it I can never hear you? Get, get your boombox on or, or get... No, I, I can hear you yes. clearly. You can't hear me? As well, big as my mouth coming is? Out of my headsets. Yeah, I need to figure out a way to amplify this so that everybody can... Because they can hear you in Periscope probably, okay? But you're about yeah. a foot and a half, two feet from me, and uh, and so it, you know, my hearing, six thousand hours on C-130s. Yeah. And uh, if I could throw you on my headsets on my head, I could hear you crystal clear. But then the people in Periscope couldn't hear you. I'm going to the <laughs> Apple Store tomorrow. I will have a solution for Sunday's show. But um, awesome. yeah. Now, uh, before I forget, is Mrs. Biggs listening? No, she uh, she's in a different room at the moment. So, oh, uh, I'm coming. Okay. I'm coming. I was going to tell her how the- yummy the fish tacos were I was eating. Oh, get you! Oh my God! <laughs> Heaven! Heaven! Uh, These are like southern catfish tacos. Yum 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 yum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so. So Hillary uses the term sand nigger, and she's talking about – well, Ken, you can probably set this up better than me, but uh, 
Tell us what Hillary was talking about in her emails about the minorities and their ability to be successful in America. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's just say that Hillary doesn't have a great deal of confidence in you if your skin tone happens to be a little darker than white. Uh, and, uh, now, uh, apparently, it's not that she doesn't like the dark meat in the box of chicken, but she doesn't think that it tastes as good. Exactly. The whiter the meat, the better the taste. Uh, apparently, <laughs> in conversations about immigrants and immigration, uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton was sending notes uh, to individuals regarding the planning of how she deals with the immigration question, uh, per se. And so... Uh, She's given the opportunity to respond back to uh, a query made to her. And in her response, uh, she doesn't want to be held accountable for the fact that you can't perfectly vet Syrian refugees. And she doesn't want to be held accountable for the fact that, uh, by golly, uh, they are a serious threat to national security since you can't vet them. So what she chooses to do is to make a reference to the fact that, uh, by golly, the only way that uh, certain types of immigrants do well in our country uh, is if they happen to be of a certain skin tone. Uh For Hillary Hillary Clinton, this is what she said. The main reason behind successful immigration should be be painfully, and I... Emphasis on painfully, painfully obvious to even the most dim-witted of observers. Some groups of people are almost always highly successful, given only half of a chance. Jews, Hindus, Sikhs, and Chinese people. Chinese. Chinese people, for example. Love you a long time, no crap. Long time, love you a long time. While others, Muslims, Blacks, and Woma, which is another name for gypsies, for instance, fare badly, almost irrespective of circumstances. The biggest group of humanity can be found somewhere between these two extremes. The perennial Does that mean white people? Yeah, all white people. The perennial <laughs> overachievers. Because, I mean, I mean, after you say black, what... It eliminates everybody. Uh, <laughs> the perennial overachievers, who will be composed of white, Chinese, Sikh, Hindus, and Jews, and the professional never do well, which are Muslims, blacks, and gypsies. So that <laughs> <laughs> we we professionally do poorly. That's our job, and and uh, for four hundred years we've been doing it pretty well. Gosh darn it. Yes. <laughs> well. Someone's got to do it, right? Somebody's got to. Someone's yeah. got to do it. In Hillary's defense, she has very has she has been very successful with white privilege, and so for her to think that, and the fact that the people vote for her simply so that they will give them some welfare checks, I, you know, I'm I'm not sure that I actually disagree with Hillary from well, her thinking, from how she comes I, I, to this. You know. I understand, but this is my problem with this. Yes, sir. 
if a, if a white cop, which is two times less likely to shoot a black thug than a black cop. If and probably less now. Cop, exactly. Uh, if a white cop were to kill a black person who happened to be in the process of committing a crime and threatening society, they would be marching up and down the street and they would be calling you, doctor, uh, a racist, a bigot, uh, a, a hater. But Hillary Rodham Clinton can tell you to your face that you are a black person and you're going to fail and you need government help. No one yeah. calls her a bigot. They'll call her I president. So <laughs> exactly. They'll call her president. I am so upset because, and I thank you for bringing this up, and, and I'll, I'll get out of, your, out of your way in just a second here uh, so you can move on. No, this on. is a great show. I'm, but, glad it's, I'm glad I came on your show. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> We're not at New Day Black and Red yet. <laughs> Which is our show. Our show. Remember uh-huh. that. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, I had the toughest time getting black ministers who were conservative and black conservatives to speak out against this. I had the well, toughest time. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just thinking out loud. I had, I had, yeah, I, I had the toughest time finding black conservatives that would stand up with me and do a press conference and speak about this particular issue. I heard nothing but crickets except for one, and I want to give her props tonight. Stacey Washington, who is a uh, big-time syndicated radio star out in the Midwest, who happens to be a black Stacey Washington? Stacey Washington, yes. Uh, happens to be a big star out there on Urban Family Talk. Uh, and she went on Lou Dobbs. Uh, no, no, no. She went on Varney's show earlier today. And she mentioned uh, the immigration quote by Hillary Rodham Clinton. And even Varney was shocked that nobody had stood up and make that more controversial. That should be the yes. most controversial thing that Hillary Rodham Clinton said, and it should be promoted around the world. This should be the number one story on every conservative talk show in America, and yet you hear nothing but crickets. Nothing, which is why uh, why I'm doing this show. Um, <laughs> the uh, the the what is it? Um, uh, Oh my goodness! How do you spell crickets? I forgot. C R I. There we go. Here, here, I took a uh, sampling of of conservative talk radio over the Hillary racist comments, and and let me play you a montage of all the top conservative talk show hosts except you and I. <laughs> Yes. So, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's conservative talk radio that wants the truth and is not afraid of an agenda. <clears throat> now, Ken, um, in the past, I have complained that the Chinese can come to our country with $20 in their wallet and only know the word thank you in English. And they'll buy a store. They'll put their whole family on top of it. 
they'll run the store and their kids will go to hell to to not hell to yell close enough uh, to yell in Harvard and become lawyers and doctors. Right. Uh, And my question is this is and I've been asking this for a long time is why is it that we can have people who come here for the American dream and actually get the dream? It becomes reality. Whereas blacks that have been born and raised in this country for generations are still on the plantation. And people called me a racist. Now, I feel a bit hypocritical calling Hillary this when she is pointing out what the professor has been saying for two decades is that there's no reason that blacks are not successful and part of the American dream. Every bit side by side is white people with the exception of their addiction to government. That's the only root cause of their failure is an addiction to government and the Democrat Party is their pimp or their supplier, whatever you call it. And, yeah. um, and so, uh, would, so I have on a hard time tonight thinking, am I a racist? Because, I mean, obviously Hillary's a racist. She's, you know, she's got nephews and cousins that are in the Klan today. She's kissed Robert Byrd on the lips. Uh, they had campaign paraphernalia with the rebel war flag uh, on it. They are... Um, Lead on year to year. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, and, and we know that Bill Clinton was, I forget who he was talking to, but he leaned over when they were at some kind of Obama, Hussein Obama, his name is Oracle, and Bill Clinton on hot mic leaned over and said, uh, in our day, this boy would be getting us coffee or fetching us coffee. Yep. You remember these, these comments, right? So, my question to you is this, is we know Hillary's a racist and the country's just now finally having to face it. But does that mean that I'm a racist for pointing out the fact that historically this has been true, too? Uh, you are a traitor to white America. Absolutely. Uh, in, the eyes, in the eyes of Hillary Rodham Clinton. Tonight, and I'm, I'm being very serious tonight with you on this one. Uh, uh-huh. You are a traitor to white America uh, in, a, in the way that uh, the upper echelon of the Democrat Party, and I do mean both black and white, feel. There is a sense of entitlement that comes when you are the purveyor and owner of the plantation. There is an expectation that all of your slaves will operate under your master control and master plan. It is a recent, a recent phenomenon, and I do mean that since Franklin Delano Roosevelt was president back in 1928 in the sense of time and space. Until that time, 80% of African-American colored Negro blacks owned their own land and were farmers and, and were, some were able to take better care of themselves than others. Oh, sure. But that's the same with every race. There's some that are successful and some that aren't, and depend well, on what you, well, you know, efforts you put into it. Yeah, well, according to Hillary Clinton, we're we're just doomed. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but we were given the offer, oh, like every other race, by Franklin Delano Roosevelt. The offer was in exchange for for your ability to create your own employment, 
to create your own revenue, to make uh, a better economy and a sustainable economy for yourself, and to be free and independent. We want you to exchange all of that right now for the opportunity of moving to Chicago and Detroit and New York uh, and Washington, D.C. for good government jobs and working in the industry. And in and the electoral for that, college. Yeah, we'll give you $20 an hour uh, working mm-hmm. on the line, and you will be able to take care of your family. You'll be rich. Well, that was true for a portion of time, and then all of a sudden the Democrats said, well, you owe us. You need to vote for us. And then mm-hmm. we began to accept a an agenda that put us right back on a plantation system called the dependency on government. Out of fear and, of losing it. Yeah. Yeah, and so quite frankly, yeah. now you have a scenario and a situation where generations have come up under uh, since the exactly since the 1950s. Uh, at least four generations have come up under. Uh, the premise uh, that it's government that will lead you and guide you out of your poverty. Uh, and we've only seen the reverse of that to be true. So right. why? That sustained it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So the why is very simple. Uh, when given the choice of freedom versus security, we didn't listen to Benjamin Franklin. Uh, and hmm. we certainly didn't want, listen to Booker T. Washington. We exchanged the liberty, and in fact, 80% of the South was owned by blacks until 1930. After that, that number today is somewhere in the area about 13%. Yeah, so the carpetbaggers did a lot of that yeah. when they came down and changed it. Now, let's not forget, Ken, that when General Grant was running around burning Atlanta, the richest man in Atlanta was an ex-slave <laughs> that, yeah. uh, that 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 bought himself out of freedom because he had done so many business deals that he could afford to buy himself out. He himself had slaves, at, uh, but the richest man in Atlanta when Grant went or Sherman was a Sherman or Grant Grant Sherman, that, Sherman. rather that went and marched in the, in the death that it was a black man, and uh, and so to think that you know. In, in that environment, it was capable, he was capable of being successful. Blacks were capable of being successful. Then what in the heck, thank you, it was, it was Sherman, General Tecumseh Sherman, or Tecumseh Sherman, actually. That an old Indian joke calling it Tecumseh, or uh, Tecumseh. Um, but, yeah, so if they could be successful during the Civil War, during the height of slavery, during rebellion, then how in the world can they not be successful now? It's almost impossible not to be successful in this country. Yeah. Yeah. But but Democrats have proven that to not be true. If you sustain yourself by being subjective uh, to the opinions of the media, mm-hmm. uh, the, the philosophies of the Democrat Party, and if you accept liberation theology as your new course of biblical study, you will definitely become the indentured servant of the political party. Uh, and unfortunately, we have. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Well, to borrow the Agadorable's words, 
if you don't vote for that now, for Hillary, are you servile insurrectionists? Yeah, you are. I think so. Yes, yeah, LBJ did declare the war on poverty, but he, he, in fact, invented poverty almost, didn't he? He confirmed it. It hasn't gone so well, you know, he, And, of course, LBJ came out and said that that this whole welfare system uh, that he was going to create, the new society or new deal or whatever it was called, a uh, uh, great society, um, he, he declared that it would keep niggers voting Democrat for 100 years. Who knew that he was right? <laughs> It's been, he's been right on, hasn't he? Yes, he has. Yes, yes. he has. And what he did was, and, and this is, you got to love LBJ. Hey, just a LBJ. second, Ken. Ken, yes, Hold on just ahead. a second. Okay. Hello? Hello, Bailey. You're live on the air since I'm on a radio show. Oh, hello. Hello. How are you doing? Hello. You're sick. You work in a school with a bunch of snot-nosed chillin'. No, me either. I would want to... ...and Curel sanitizer suit if I were you. He said what? Huh? Nixon did what? I said I would get a Curel hand sanitizer suit and wear it around my entire body all day while I was at work if I were you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. You can get that for me for an anniversary present. So I suppose you were listening to the show and thought it would be a good idea to call in? You're sick. Call Dr. Heed. Call Dr. Heed. Boy, do you need Q-tips? Can you not hear? Oh, hi, child. Can you not get out? I said call Dr. Heed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is good radio. Is there anything you needed? Pumpkin? You were supposed to call me at lunch. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's not there today. That was just a one-timer. It's too hard for me to meet people for lunch. You know that. Um, but, but sadly, and I'm on. I'm, and I might as well tell Ken this right now. I'm kind of on call. My girlfriend and my future daughter and uh, stepdaughter are in the hospital right now. Her lungs collapsed. The young girl's lungs. Oh Adelie, yeah, and so they're at Children's Hospital right now, and uh, they refused me to come out there. I was going to head right out, but they told me to do the show. They were going to call me after they get in and see the doctor and get everything going and find out a little bit, and then call me to come out there. So anyway, um, if everybody could say prayers for Adelie, and uh, like Adelie Stevens, Adelie, and uh, and uh, say prayers for her and and everything that would be great. And um, yeah, future daughter-in-law. That's that's how my girlfriend describes her. <laughs> yes, I have a uh, I have a girlfriend named Megan. Everybody at uh, for about a month, and she's um, she's a really neat girl. And 
which really surprised me because I never really expected to ever have a girlfriend again. So this was kind of surprising. But um, anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Prayers for Adelaide. Um, it w- would be nice, and I appreciate that. Uh, future, did I? I mean stepdaughter. Yeah, I, that's as a joke from the from Megan. She just said your future stepdaughter has got it. She called me up. She told me. She said. Uh, she said, Michael, I'm taking your future stepdaughter to the hospital, and then told me all about it, and. Um, so, uh, it was just a small joke on her part, but thank you, King. First, yeah. So anyway, uh, probably shouldn't have brought that. I apologize. Just things that come to my head. Um, but anyway, uh, there's that. I think we all that. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I have no filter. Kind <laughs> kind of. No, that's that's the exceptional conservative who thinks he's funny. <laughs> I keep telling him looks aren't everything. Um, hey, while I'm thinking about it, since you're here and Ken's here and Mary and everybody, I have an update on Olive. All right, when I got Olive, she's a pug who can see. She's got no psychological damage. She's very healthy. She's not even fat. She's a healthy little pug. <clears throat> and just about every day I got this text message from DFW Pug Rescue from my handler uh, who handles the foster parents. And it kept saying, uh, are you going to fail with Olive or should we put her up for adoption? And so, well, I'm about 20%, you know, in love with her. I might fail. And then in you know, the next few days I get another text message. I Well, I'm about 40, 50%. So anyway, a couple of days ago, I just sent a text message that said 100. She's with me. She must have. So, yeah. Well, she didn't come to me with any psychological damage, but I'm sure she has it by now. But, uh, <laughs> but the uh, so I sent back a message a couple of days ago, just wrote 100. And uh, the, the iPhone popped up a little red 100% looking thing. It looked kind of cool. So I touched it and sent it to my handler. Five seconds later, I get a text message back that says, congratulations, an anonymous uh, donor has paid the $175 adoption fee for you to have all of them. And I was, I was stunned by that, humbled by that. I don't know if, if my handler paid it, if the woman who adopted uh, Mandy Sue felt guilty and left the money in case I ever adopted another dog. Uh, I don't know if DW Pug Rescue put it together uh, to, you know, because of the whole Mandy Sue issue. And it really doesn't even matter. It, what matters is, is that someone out there, whoever my benefactor is, thought this was so neat and that this was the right dog. And they knew this was the right dog. I knew the second I saw her, it was my dog. I just resisted it because as a foster parent, you know, I fell in love with Mandy Sue and I didn't want to do it again. I just didn't want to let my heart open, but I couldn't help myself. So anyway, I mailed the contract yesterday and it's all official. So uh, Olive is now my little girl, no longer a, a foster pug, but my adopted pug. And thank you to DFW Pug Rescue. 
And if you guys want a pug, there's plenty of them, trust me, <laughs> to, um, they're for adoption. And you don't have to be in Fort Worth, Texas to adopt or DFW area. They, we have lots of people. The person who took Mandy Sue lived in New, uh, in New Mexico. So thank you, King. Thank you, everybody. Um, hey, 909's here, and we have Guest 1000, which is perhaps my favorite listener, the Tsarina Mary herself. We have the rotund voice of conservative thought, the McClinton, the exceptional conservative on the line. We have the Agadorable in Twitter, and we have a whole host of people that are here. King and others are uh, here, King and Hillbilly Girl and Craig and Jeff and everybody else that are in here. <laughs> and we have my daughter from Utah on the phone. Aww. So, howdy. <laughs> Yes. Go ahead. I didn't know you had more, but I am anxious. We are all anxiously awaiting your next syllable. Ah, you save ten percent on your insurance with Geico. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at Ken laughing. Go ahead. Uh huh. Who? Holy hell! You got married? It's been a year. I thought so, but then I thought, no, it could only be about a year because I don't have grandkids, and they only take nine months to spit out. Oh! As my daughter calls it, uh, a, what do you call it, a m- emotional terrorism or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Instead of, ay, 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 ay. <laughs> I want a halal taco. <laughs> so, well, congratulations to my son and his wife, uh, Jacob and Bailey. Yes, uh, I've always wanted a son, so Jacob is my son, and he married Bailey, his wife, and uh, <laughs> who, by the way, is a tax god. Um, Give a plug to the business, Bailey, uh, so that everybody knows. But if you want your taxes done, and you want them done honestly, accurately, and by the law, uh, this is the guy to get. This man is it just, I as big as my brain is, there's times where I feel law and his brain. Uh, just every now and then, and I'll, I'll, I'll race this part of the show after I'm done. But but go ahead and plug the show. <laughs> plug the uh, plug the um, the business. <laughs> well, my husband's name is Jacob Nusma, and that's a possible. Yeah, N-E-W-X-Q-R-L-M-N-O-Q-L-E-B-G-Q-R-S. Close enough. Oh, you broke up. Say it again. 
You broke up, kiddo. Say it again. Uh huh. Oh, so you you're creating a whole bunch of Donald Trumps that aren't funding the military, is that it? Huh. <laughs> and no, he's not he is not Welsh. My daughter is Scott Irish Welsh, but uh my son in law is Dutch. And if you know the Dutch, you know there's no one better with money. So he's the person to have uh to to trust your money with. <laughs> Yeah. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Speaking of that, where's my tax refund? I've been waiting on it. Did you get all your documents? Yeah, I think so. He hasn't asked me for anything. He said he sent something to the IRS a few weeks ago. Okay, good. Yeah. So tell us about you then, since you're on here, pretty girl. Uh, well, let's see. Six celebrating anniversary. Mm hmm. Three god awful years. Yeah, three years. <laughs> <laughs> and Piper is our little fur baby. She's not a pug, but she's still adorable. And so she's she's our grandchild to you. And Piper's an assassin too. An assassin? Uh huh. Tried to kill your grandma. I can neither confirm nor deny it, but but WikiLeaks in an expose of Hillary Clinton's email is that they hired Piper to take out my grandma or my mother to silence my radio show. John Podesta wrote that. That was. She thought you were going to vote for Gary Johnson or Jill Jill Rand or whatever. What's her name? Ken Jill um, Stein. Stein. Jill Stein. Yeah. So that that's what sent my mom to the uh, to the hospital. It was. Oh, I'm voting for Gary Johnson. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So you're abandoning Lincoln's legacy while promoting it. I ask you first. Uh huh. Just like Trump did. Yep. Trump and Hillary and you now using Lincoln. Poor Abraham Lincoln gets shot in the head, and this is how y'all treat him. Kick him down while he's down. And then his name his name is used more than his room. <laughs> and you go on radio and te- and tell 100,000 people how I'm a failure as a father. <laughs> that you're not going to vote for Trump. You're going to allow Hillary to be president. No, I don't want to have fascism in America anymore. <laughs> oh, that's too late. That's that's the vogue. Well, that's why I'm voting libertarian. And that's uh, all you can do is, uh, yeah, Lincoln, Ag says, be careful, Lincoln is a vampire now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 
it's uh, it's tyranny, whichever one you vote for. You just got to choose what jacket you're going to wear. Yeah. I um I was a little disappointed when Johnson didn't know what Aleppo was. Thought it was a hoe, a, a prostitute. <laughs> that uh, that, uh, that kind of scared me. Um, Johnson's okay. I- inadequate. Oh, I don't expect anybody to, uh, but. Unless you've been over there, you know, uh, why should we as Americans know it? But when you're the presidential candidate and you're getting briefings and you're supposed to be up on this kind of stuff and it's happening, you should know something besides, is it a street hoe? <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh huh. Um, this election? No, I, I've been past elections where I've heard that, yes, but not this election. No, Hillary would lie about it, and Trump would just simply say he knows more than the generals. So, so yes, it, it is kind of refreshing to get someone to say that. But as much as I like Johnson and would prefer him over, like, say, Trump in those things, uh, or Hillary. I think the real actual choice is unless something more crazy occurs than has already occurred, I don't think third parties have a chance to go around. How much crazier do you need when, when one presidential candidate is married to a sexual predator and another one is just a sexual predator himself? What more do you need? Hey, hey, don't be on Hillary. She can't marry two men yet. She can't marry them both. Nothing? Oh, my gosh. This is a tough room. Here we go. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Did you all hear Obama's going to vet refugees into our country, pink, green, and yellow, in a sentence each? The first refugee comes up with the phone's green. I pink it up, and I say yellow. (laughs) That works. (laughs) <laughs> well, Bailey, Caitlin Jones, Jacob Newsma, Mrs. Newsma, anything else? Uh-oh, did I lose my daughter? Bailey. I think. Bailey? Oh, oh maybe she hung up. She got mad at me. Heed. Okay. <laughs> oh, I lost my daughter. Well, I did not do that on purpose. I must have hung up on her somehow. Um, my daughter. That was my daughter Bailey. Yeah, yeah. Yes, there, there goes I'm, your uh, so, there's your social security now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I should have kept my mouth shut because, as she often tells me, she's the one that's going to pick the old folks' home I go into. So. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> very very. I think it's a, a warning, a shot across my bow that I should behave around. <laughs> yeah. That I am so proud of Bailey. She has really, you know, done well for herself and her husband. They're, they got a great life together, and uh, and I wish I could take credit of it as her father, but I think it was more just the fact that 
she's who she is and not anything to do with me. <laughs> they are a sweet family, and your son-in-law is just so brilliant, and she is just so sweet. Ah, just a sweet yes. little girl. You've met him. You you have, yeah. actually have met him. Yes. They like you a lot. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, Mr. they say, why Mr. can't you Winston? be more like Ken? <laughs> uh, Mr. Winston doesn't like me because I revealed the conspiracy that he had on Olive. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was also in Hillary's emails. Um, that, <laughs> yes. that Winston typed in the adoption paperwork for all. <laughs> and, and Mandy Sue and all the others. <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a quarter and, of it's a quarter yeah. of the hour and New Day Black and Red live, simulcast live from Washington DC and Fort Worth, Texas. Uh Dallas Fort Worth. Uh will be up in fifteen minutes. And you know what we'll be talking about? I have no clue. You said something oh, so- about um uh, what did you say? It was something. I can't remember what it was now. Um, it, it was about smoking marijuana for 70 years of your life and then running for president of the United States. I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. Drunk. Speaking of which, <laughs> does anybody have any munchies? I'm hungry. <laughs> At 905, the secular righteous, the leftist Vatican, their messengers, and WikiLeaks. A political revolution is taking place with a pen and a phone. Faith. Free speech and self-defense have perished. We're going to be talking yeah. about why Hillary Rodham Clinton shouldn't just be, she shouldn't be 50 points ahead. In fact, she should be 50 points behind. Uh, uh, I don't even know how she's out. viable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I want to say this about Fox News. Stop being such a cheerleader for Hillary Rodham Clinton. Oh, my God, you would think the election was already over and they were getting ready to go into the White House. We got 30 Well, there's days a reason for I, that. Yeah. There, there's a reason for that, and, and that is that they are progressives. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're Teddy Roosevelt Republicans, and uh, as I've been saying for years, and they are progressives, and they are all for this, and and – this is why you're seeing je- pictures of Jeb Bush and George Bush and other Bushes and other establishment Republicans like McCain. You're starting to see pictures emerge of them with like Rupert Murdoch and other other Republican uh, uh, progressives and and yeah. Democrats and news people. You know this whole Trump video that was released that is supposed to be so heinous that he was talking about you know uh, grabbing a woman's vajayjay. Uh, let's not forget that that was released by a Bush person that was part of the and give it to either his girlfriend or wife. I can't remember how she fits into this, but a woman in a, um, who is a registered Democrat that, and and a family member of this person who was part of the Bush administration. And and like, oh, well, that can't happen. They were Republicans, Professor. No, these guys are progressives, and they're part of the Democrat Party, operating as behind enemy lines in the Republican Party. And they don't believe in the in the Republican platform. They don't believe in Republican idealism. They are there to make sure that even when the Democrats are out of power, that progressivism moves forward. 
It doesn't take exactly. you know, a step back. Yeah. Exactly. And so now, I'm not surprised to find these people doing this stuff. Oh, Bailey just now, wrote we, back, not allowed to call Trump a sexual predator. <laughs> She's acting like uh, <laughs> like I hung up on her. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. A good example of a sexual predator actually is either one of the two Bills, Bill Cosby or Bill Clinton. You pick mm-hmm. the one. That's right. <laughs> Although Bill will you be notice, doing though, time. That, that they are upset at, uh, at, Bill, at Trump's accusations. They're upset at Trump for being a sexual predator. They're upset at the women who have come out and accused Bill Clinton, but they're not upset at Bill Clinton for being a sexual predator, and they're upset at, at Bill Cosby for being a sexual predator, but not the women that came after him. Who, who was that? Um, uh, not Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Donna Shalali, or whatever her name is. She came out and said that these women that Trump brought to the last debate, she basically, and I'm paraphrasing, but she basically called them old, dried-up hags, and who cares? They're not sexy and pretty, so who cares that they were molested? That they might have been viable 40 years ago, but not today, as if that has anything to do with it. And, yeah, I, uh, I, and I found that to be highly offensive that the left, again, would say something like that, because if a Republican said that, their job would be done. I, I, you know? I just want to say this, because I'm going to lose some of your listeners when we switch over um, because they don't come over to my station and listen. So that's cool. Well, but my ra- my listeners are racist. That's why. Exactly. They're bigots. I tell you. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, in a sense, Rasmussen did a poll. And this is why I trust the Rasmussen poll before I would trust Fox or any of the other TV polls. Number one, they're following 1,500 likely U.S. voters. Uh, and they did three-day rolling average of those 1,500 that they talked with. Uh, and, and included the time period uh, that a Donald Trump's scandal became public. Uh, and quite frankly, where Fox and all the other stations are saying that he has no doggone way of winning, I'm going to tell you what Rasmussen Rasmussen has found. Uh Uh, 84% now say they are certain who they're going to vote for. And of that 84%, 49% will vote for Trump, 46% will vote for Clinton. In the overall poll, Donald Trump is ahead of Hillary Rodham Clinton, 43% to 41% when you include all four of the individuals. And even if you just included the two, he's ahead of her, 49 to 46%. So despite what you're hearing on all the cable and TV shows, i got to tell America, shut the TV off. Just shut it (laughs) off. This is the real conservatives like Dr. Jones and myself. Shut it off. It doesn't matter anymore. You all have upset the apple cart because you're taking on not only the establishment in Washington, D.C., which is why uh, Speaker of the House Ryan turned on Donald Trump, uh, and hmm. so did Mitchell and all the rest of them, uh, but you're taking on Hillary Rodham Clinton. Yeah, so you're taking on Hillary Rodham Clinton and the establishment, and they're both working, they're colluding and working together to try to depress you and make you think that you don't have the power to take them out. You've got yeah. the power. you got the vote. 
make it happen, and make them cry. And also, stop watching those TV, cable TV, Fox and all of SHR Media, High Plains Pundit Media. There's some great resources out there for conservative news by real conservatives. And, and when, when you tune into my, our program, New Day Black and Red, uh, at the hour, 9.05 p.m., uh, I want to talk with you about a conservative, a major conservative uh, radio TV host who was working for Hillary Rodham Clinton. And I ain't talking about Glenn Beck. Uh, evidently, he's been on her payroll from the Clinton Foundation. Did you hear that? Yeah, I know. I know about that one, but he's already given himself away a long time ago. We, we, we knew yeah. he was spotted like the aisle. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I'm I was actually shocked to hear that 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 the Clinton Foundation is funding Mercury Radio. That just was a surprise to me. Um, I don't know what Glenn Beck is. I mean, I wouldn't call him a conservative, and I wouldn't call him you know, necessarily a Republican or a Christian. I, I don't know how to define Glenn Beck. I give you uh, two words. I'll yes, give you sir. Two words. Glenn Only Beck. Capital. Crony yep. Capital. Two words. Crony Capital. He does take care of his own, doesn't he? Um, yes, he does. You know something's wrong when you, when you start making Alex Jones look like a, the sane one in the room. <laughs> so, oh, man. These polls really that you're talking about, we need to remember yeah. that they are skewed in favor of Democrats. That They are, they are Democrat-laden polls, Okay. So when you go and you find out who they're polling, you find that it is Democrats that are the majority of the people polled. And so for Hillary to only have, let's say that these polls are statistically even, right? With the plus or minus 3.5%, you know, so if, you know, one's got 40, you know, nine and the other one's got 51, then statistically it's, um, they're, they're even, there's, you know, plus or minus in the margin of error. Well, if you subtract from it the fact that they are weighted heavily for pro-Democrat causes, then then you've got to realize that Hillary's in trouble. And this is the panic that is the Clinton campaign, which is why we're getting these October surprises already instead of the end of October. Uh, And they're having to counter all the October surprises that are coming from WikiLeaks. And this is why they yeah. made up the fact that, you know, you had a, what's her name, your news maven. Um, I can't remember her name. Um, go ahead and plug her. What's her name? Janet Hall, J. Hall World Report. Oh, yeah, J. Hall Report. Uh, yeah. I don't know if she's aware of this fact or not, but you, know, you were talking with her on your last show about Russia. And Russia is upset at us over these making this stuff that it's coming from Russia and that Russia is manipulating our election. Putin and these people over there, if you go and you look at their media, they are pissed off at us right now. Not at Trump, not at Americans. They're pissed off at the Democrats. They are angry at the leadership of this country. And you'll, okay, well, big deal, Professor. Let me tell you something that Janice may not know. Mm-hmm. Putin ordered all of the diplomatic corps, their version of the State Department, to move 
all family members back to Russia. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah I did know re- that. And, and that there was a message that came out. I, I was going to talk about this on Sunday when I had the leak of it, but I, I forgot to talk about it on Sunday. So now it's probably out there. But the order says that further promotion in the diplomatic war will be severely hampered if you do not comply with this. And they are saying in the media over there that they're getting ready for World War III. That they believe that we are doing this and that we are going to bring them into a war. What's that? And we talked about that kind of briefly, um, about the fact that nuclear discussions are being held right now between Russia and the U.S. This is why you don't get a community organizer to be your commander-in-chief. We should have never gotten to this particular point. Russia should not be in Syria. Uh, and they should not be in Iran either. Uh, China shouldn't be in Iran, and China shouldn't be in northern Africa either. So there are some things that should yeah. never have happened, but because people felt all – and let me just go there. People felt all racially, you know, we need to do something after 400 years of slavery. That's a, yeah, let's, let's put a black man in office. Oh, here's one. He can get our coffee too. The bottom line is – you put a community organizer in the most important spot in all of the free world, and that is to not only fight against the threat from South America, uh, from socialists uh, in the immigration issue, but to fight against uh, the Eurocentric philosophies of the rest of Western civilization, to fight against the Middle Easterners, who believe that there's not enough land amongst the 43 nations that make up the Muslim League. No, they got to go west uh, through Europe. And by the way, let's go ahead and conquer Europe uh, to make the caliphate come together. And then you got China, uh, who's telling North Korea, keep it up. Keep your missile going. We'll, we'll, we'll stall them. And, and then you got the rest of, uh, of the South Asian uh, community that's up in arms because China's taking it over slowly by building islands in the sea. And it all happened under President Barack Hussein Obama. And that's because you were feeling guilt as a white person to vote for a black man. Stop feeling guilty, people. Get over it. 40 years ago, slavery's done. That's uh, right. Thank you, sir. That's one thing about Trump is it was brought up in my Periscope chat room. Uh, if Trump gets elected then he's going to put General Flynn in charge of the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff. And Flynn is about as close to General Patton as you can get in today's Amen. world. And, and that is one of the reasons. You know, his picks for Supreme Court and the fact that Flynn uh, will be back in charge of protecting our country. You know, other than Schwarzkopf, Flynn is about the only other one that I would follow into hell. And, <laughs> and so it's good to know that that that's in the wings and um hey doc and so um that's exactly right that's a great point and yes if flynn comes to texas let me know i would love to meet him get him on the show uh, whatever uh even if not just to meet him would be fun too um so you've got thank you freddie we've got a show to start ken i think (laughs) don't you have a pledge of allegiance to about now yeah we got to do the pledge of allegiance and that's going to be in two minutes uh, we'll be switching over to New Day Black and Red 
uh, live mm-hmm. from uh, Dallas-Fort Worth uh, and Washington, D.C. Uh, I am your co-host and peon, your peon-in-chief. Uh, sure. <laughs> hey, I want to be promoted. <laughs> sure, you can be a pick. Hey, um, I read- with, with what's been going on in the news, I, I have something that I want to play for you. I'll just play a, couple, a minute of it or so, but I thought it would be appropriate. So are you ready? Ready. Go right ahead. Here we go. Hey, you hear it? Kind of. Well, it's just music right now. Let me know if you can hear the words. Okay. the fact that uh, the song was Keep It Redneck. And, <laughs> and of course, redneck. that's been in the news, so I thought, yeah, we'd bring that up. <laughs> All right, we're about to switch over uh, to Do Day Black and Red, and Woo. thank you so much, because uh, I'm a redneck, you know what I'm saying? Peace. Keep it, people. Peace. Word to your mother. While you're doing all that, I'm going to run over and refresh my adult beverage and give Peaches a hug. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time to kick it and make it fresh. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not ashamed of the good news of conservatism, for it is the power of liberation. First, to the Republican and then the Socialist. You are listening tonight to none other than New Day, Black and Red, live from Fort Worth, Dallas, Texas, or Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas, depending on what side you're on, and Washington, D.C. Glad to have you here. I am your pick. Yeah, Pete, Chief for New Day, Black and Red, a program that allows you to get a scriptural as well as a constitutional views on the issues of the day, and we do it just this way. I had no other than Dr. Michael Jones, the underground professor live from Dallas, Fort Worth. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, so glad you are here with us. What up, what up, Dave? James in the house, and the hizzy, Mary Brockman's my bouncer. If you diss her, you diss me, and you will be dismissed. 
Mrs. Biggs is watching via live stream and you stream. You're listening to us, hopefully, via High Blades Pundit Media or Sackheads Radio, SHR Media. And for the 2 p.m., I'm sorry, the 2 a.m. group, you're listening to us on the Liberty Channel on New, uh, on Red Nation Friday night. Oh, this is a big night, New Day Black. We got so much stuff going on. Uh, I don't know. I, I have to talk with the professor and see if we could just do a three-hour show on Thursday. I'll pick up on his show and he'll pick up on mine. Listen. Uh, Infuse. Oh, let's dedicate Infuse to Agador. We're going to dedicate Infuse to Agador. Whenever we say Agador, we're thinking about Infuse. Infuse Restaurant, 6339 Allentown Road, Temple Hills, Maryland. Make it your place to eat this weekend and get the exceptional one when you order. That is a double burger. Double the bacon, and it's the size of my face. It's just a huge burger. Really, when I hold it, it's that big. A really burger is. as big as Ken. So uh, make sure that you go. That yeah. big as me. Hey, Ken. You know, and that Ken, this something. is important. I yes, sir. I, I offered you. Okay. Now this is this is important. I got to get serious for just a minute. Uh, as you know, I offered okay. you to come live with me down here in Texas. Right. Okay, yep. but I'm going to have to rescind and withdraw that offer because I heard your show, and you were advertising toilet plungers with turbo speed, and that kind of scared me <laughs> that you might need that. So I, I, I might have to rethink the whole thing. Yeah. I've got the plungers. It is not plungers. It is turbo scrub, and you can get turbo scrub on as you – See it on see it live on TV. You can go to my website. You can order it. Uh, it cleans sure. it, it cleans your tub and everything else very quickly, uh, so that you're Anybody not getting over. Anybody needs to clean their so toilet with time. something that can clean brick walls scares me. <laughs> you know you're kicking it. You need to stay away from them tacos for a bit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I love my brother. He is my brother. Um, and it doesn't matter the mother or the father. He just is my brother. Um, and, and thank God I get to hang out with Dr. Jones because, like Hillary Clinton said, he's the white person who is successful in this industry. I'm the black person that will never make it. Uh, For sure. <laughs> you know. For this sure. is white privilege radio. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Ah, what a great pleasure it is on Thursday night for New Day Black and Red live from Washington, D.C. and Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas, or Fort Worth, Dallas, Texas, depending on which side of the line you are on. Um, and the, the great thing about this program is that we start with the most important thing first, and that's with the Pledge of Allegiance. So uh, take off your hats as I've done. Uh, for those who are watching via live stream, you'll see a flag right behind me. Huge flag. You'll, you'll be able to actually pledge allegiance to it. For those there who are watching via Ustream, there are smaller flags behind me. You'll be able to pledge allegiance. But everyone should be able to, and we're going to let the kids take it from here. Go ahead, kids. 
Pledge Allegiance. Ready, begin. Ready, begin. and white, you know, there's a reason they both begin with W. There you go. I thought they began with R. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're absolutely right. There you go. Okay. Uh, but you this is why I'm the professor and you're not. That's right. That's exactly right. That's why I sit at your feet and I massage them uh, and I do your pedicure during the course of the show. Um, and uh, I wanted to—I just want to tell you that I ran out of the uh, the the nail polish that you like, so we're gonna have to go with red. So I'm very sorry Did about you wear that. Wearing polish again? <laughs> no. hey, someone, someone in my chat room just pointed. I missed it, but they said they were about to join the military, and so I thank you for what you're going to do for this country. That, uh, that's a calling. Thank you. It's not easy, and it's a lot of work. It's, um, but it's something I don't think you'll regret. I, I, you know, I can't imagine ever doing what I did again. But I'm getting old. <laughs> but, uh, but I have no regrets of doing it, not whatsoever. And uh, and was proud to serve my country, proud to serve you people, and protect you, and uh, you know, keep the evil Soviet Union at bay and stuff. So yes, it was. Um, it was my privilege and my duty. So thank you, though, for those kind words. And who are if you join the military? Go ahead, Ken. Congratulations. God bless you. Uh, there is no greater love than to give up your constitutional rights to protect ours. Uh, and so we love you and we adore you. And we're praying for your uh, great success and great career uh, in the military. Um, you began the show, and I adore you for doing this, with a focus on uh, what I think is the biggest story that's being uh, maligned by Fox News, W, I'm sorry, MSNBC, 
uh, all the other cable stations and the local stations, because I even asked some conservative stations in Washington, D.C., like WMAL AM 630, to break uh-huh. this story, and they refused to. They refused to. Um, but tonight, you focus on the fact that Hillary Rodham Clinton does not feel, in the least bit, the threat to her presidential career by calling black uh, a group of people who will never do well because they are professional never-do-wellers and calling Muslims uh, Arab niggers. Well, it's uh, not that they're professional never-do-wells. They're just, uh, they're just genetically disposed to be that way. <laughs> You'll never be anything. Oh, man. <laughs> That's like that bad, co- bad football coach just yelling at you because you lost a football game. Uh, right. But apparently, in in our in our country, we have a media, even Fox News, that do not feel it a breaking story to say that Hillary Rodham Clinton is one of the biggest racist bigots in America, mm-hmm. and that she's using the political machine to destroy uh, individuals particularly Muslims, black, uh, and gypsies. Uh, so I want to thank you, sir, for, for actually doing what you did tonight. And God bless you. Well, my you. pleasure. Um, I've got people that are in my Periscope chat room that are obviously on the naughty list and wondering why they haven't got their presents. Uh, so that's, that's why you're on the naughty list. Get off it. You get presents, Perry. <laughs> we have Ken... A couple of people in the chat room that mm-hmm. want to talk. Do you want to bring on some callers, or do you just want to do the show? Your call. No, go ahead. Bring the callers on. You want to bring call? Okay. We'll bring on, let me see, who's been here the longest? Okay, area code 206. We will bring you on. Eh, if I can manage to do all this. I don't take too many callers, so I'm not used to this. Talk to us. Hello. <laughs> How are you gentlemen doing today? Good. Thank you. You got the underground oh, professor yeah, and the exceptional Trey. conservative. Who are we talking to? Uh, this is Trey. I'm going from Seattle. Trey from Seattle, everybody. All right. What do you got? Right. Uh, so I got a question. Uh, first off, I wanted to thank you guys for military service. So, uh, what branch are you guys serving? Um, I I was in the Air Force uh, for uh, ten years, nine months, fifteen days, and eight hours. Um, and nice. <laughs> I was in electronic warfare, ECM. Uh, I flew on RC-135s nice. and C-130s. And Ken, nice. Ken has not. Nice. C-130. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we were the uh, communication <laughs> yeah, I, countermeasures I, I, platform. <laughs> it's so funny. Every time we were in the military, we always had a name for the Air Force. We used to call you guys Pogues, but uh, now I take that back. But <laughs> it was so that funny. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we, we called the you, Navy. You, do you know what Pogue stands for, actually? What's that? Do you know what Pogue stands for? Pogue? No, I, I don't. Uh, oh, okay. In the Army and awesome uh, Marine Corps, uh, uh, it's, it's for a person other than grunt or a piece of government oh, shit. Oh, yes. We used to. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it was always good. So, gentlemen, I got a question. Why is What is going on in our political race this time? In all honesty, I have no clue what the hell is going on. In this country, it just seems like we have two of the worst people running for office. And I wanted to kind of get your insight on it. 
we were talking about this the other day, that we have 340 million people, and the best we can do is Jill Stein and and, and Johnson and, and Trump and Hillary? I mean, please. <laughs> that Isn't this ridiculous? Very, <laughs> right. I think so. Uh, and, and I can't remember a race where everybody hated everybody. You know, uh, I mean, no one I likes know. their candidates. Yeah. yeah. So it's not so a matter of picking the lesser of two evils. And why? Say again? I wanted to know, who are you guys going for, and what is the reason behind it, if you don't mind? Sure. Ken, you want to take the first one? Uh, well, uh, the one who could have won this battle without all of this uh, malaise going on uh, within our party uh, would have been Ted Cruz. So I supported Ted Cruz. But sure. uh, I, I will probably – yeah, I will probably be voting for Donald Trump this year. And this is the reason why I'm voting for Donald Trump. Uh, he hey, Ken, I would love to hear it. Ken, Ken, let me allow yeah. to break in here. I got some breaking news. Um, the mainstream media is releasing something. The news agency of NBC News has reportedly been caught lying about the controversial hot mic video that featured Republican presidential Donald Trump making lewd remarks about women. It delayed the airing of the video until the lawyers said they had a chance to review it. However, it was a cover-up uh, to cover their lie about their actual intentions. And TMZ is reporting that they had known about the video for a very long time and held on to it simply to sandbag Trump at the worst possible uh, opportunity. And they are using the word open disdain for Trump at NBC. The people who worked with Donald Trump on his Apprentice show, by the way, and uh, and that they wanted to release it 48 hours prior to the second presidential debate, making Trump look bad and have to answer it. But Hurricane Matthew took precedence and knocked it out. And without consulting reporters, someone from him to the Washington Post to make sure it still got out in time for the debate. Uh, and this is why they were going to protect Jeb Bush. And cut him out of not Jeb Bush, whatever, whichever Bush was in that, they were going to cut him out Billy and Bush. and protect him. Billy Bush, that's it. Uh, but because of Matthew, uh, they decided not to air it, and so someone at NBC leaked the whole thing to uh, Wapo and um, the Washington Post, and they ran with it. So, just just came across my wire. <laughs> I, I, wow. what was the news? Wow. I don't understand what the difference of the news update was, gentlemen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is what we expected the news, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, yeah. Regardless if it came out 48 hours before the debate, regardless if it came out 48 hours after the debate, it was something that was said. That's the problem with Hillary and Trump is we constantly give them breaks or try to find – uh, something to uh, uh, defend it, but it's ridiculous. Both of them are stupid. And as an American that served in this country, served this country as a fucking infantryman in Afghanistan during one of the bloodiest years, I'm saying right now these two people are ridiculous, and we need to think about getting somebody else new. Well, now. you know, we uh, my call sign in the Air Force was Gunny, if that gives you an idea of who you're talking to. <laughs> um, uh, the well, I had a call we wouldn't have put up with that crap really with people ghost. that led us, would we? I mean, could you would you have served someone like that? 
Trump or Hillary? Who? Um, in the Marines? Who would I have served? I asked you, if if you were in the Marines still, and one of your leaders was Trump or... Hillary? Are you there? Um, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, you cut out. Ah. My, my question was, if as my a Marine... Were, the choice is between Trump and Hillary... Yeah, let me rephrase. If you were still a Marine and one of your officers was Hillary or Trump, would you have followed them? Would you have served them? Or would you have undermined them and and figured out a way to get them out of the power so they didn't hurt anybody? Serve serve them? Yeah. Yeah, because we don't have a choice. I was trained trained different than a lot of other people. And I believe that um, having the respect, and it's different being in a job, Will you take an oath compared to will we have an opportunity today to say this is ridiculous? Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly my point. And so when we elect these people for president, we should be remembering that all of the men and women that are out there protecting us don't have a choice of who we stick them with and, and that we should be cognizant of that when we put them in the office. Okay. I, I'm with you. I think we could do better. Ken, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish your answer to his question because it was a good question, and I'm sure you have a uh, moderate answer to, to give him. Well, I have a less than Ken? moderate answer, so I'm going to give it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, simply put, right now, these are the individuals that we voted for. Uh, these are the individuals that accepted the nomination. I wish uh, we had made better choices. Uh, I wish uh, that we did not allow the establishment to push us towards selecting Donald Trump versus Ted Cruz. I thought Ted Cruz, and and in fact, according to WikiLeaks, the one person that she feared most of facing was Ted Cruz, and the reason she gave was he would tear her up during the course of debate. Yes, she Uh, would. So literally... Uh, literally, the best man who could have won this election is supporting Donald Trump. Uh, and yeah, he didn't run uh, you when can't do that. got hot. Mm-hmm. I have, have no to. idea what that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we can't do that because, in all honesty, it's uh, you gentlemen are not serving anymore. And as a person that is a veteran... And you as a veteran, you want blood for more veterans? That's no. that's ridiculous. That's where we're going. Yeah. I don't know which is um, – I, I, I know what Hillary will do. And I believe firmly that Hillary will get us into World War III or IV or whatever you want to call it. Um, but Trump what, is what, what a 10% maybe. That? If I just don't huh? – if, if you could just explain what makes you think – that would happen. I would like to to hear it, please. Like a what, world what, war. What's the number one cause? Very of war? serious. The number one There's cause many of war. Wars. Yeah, yeah, but the number one cause in modern times is American weakness, and so others take no, advantage of it. No, it's religion. If, well, religion, religion is an all excuse. Through Africa, but religion is Africa, not a, a cause of war if America's strong, and America's not strong anymore. We haven't been for eight years, and we aren't and if we have hillary as president then it's going to continue that way where islam is going to expand 
and we will you know, we'll be under under jihad constantly and i believe world war 3 will be uh is my dog ignorant and racist too i i believe so um <laughs> listen i can fix you being ignorant but if you're stupid i can't help you so i'm not sure <laughs> if i can help you or not i'm not talking to the caller well, i don't I'm talking to somebody in periscope I, but Yes, religion has been a war. I'm just saying, as a a man who got his master's degree, um, as an educated man, I don't see how that option is even feasible. What option? The option of Trump. Well, uh, okay, state your case. And by the way, I have three PhDs, so I'll I'll sit here and listen to you. Go ahead. (laughs) Where did you get your PhD from? Well, several universities, but go ahead. That's not. That's uh, if not, you don't mind, you, you, I'll name where I went. I went through NYU. Ah, see, <laughs> well, <laughs> I went through UTA, UNT, Texas Wesleyan, a few others, at, um, at, uh, and I've been around other colleges all around the world. When I was in the military, I went to school all over the place. Okay, so you're a doctor. Let me speak to you in a little bit more reasonable terms, okay? Um. If you're if you're really a doctor, I'll speak to you in reasonable terms. Yeah, I've got um, PhDs in political science, that... history, and philosophy, and I'm ordained. But we're running out of time, okay. so hurry up. Okay, so let me ask you a question. As you being an ordained uh-huh. minister, do you think that Jesus Christ would vote for Trump? I don't think Jesus would vote. <laughs> I don't think he would uh, worry about that. Okay, but uh, and that he's Jesus, let's, let's and think he about worry about no, 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 about no. What would things. Jesus do is something that we utilize every single day in this country as a Christian, uh, more dominant Christian uh, country. So, to love thy neighbor, turn the other cheek. Uh, who is free of cast the first stone? Do you think that this leader is that type? I don't think anybody that's running for office is. Uh, but do you think worthy. that Jesus Christ would want Trump more than any other politician? Well, I, I do. I think if he would not want Hillary, uh, who is a well, traitor a and a liar and, and a deceiver and a thief and and and, and, a, and a felon, so should be. So, okay, yeah, so as a I don't know how many right dead now, bodies are whacked up on Trump's life, but Hillary's got plenty of dead bodies falling her. Her husband's been accused of raping 16 women. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Accused, but, right, but that's not at the same time, you're talking about Bill Clinton. We're talking about Hillary Clinton. They're two separate what? people, which I seem to find a lot of Trump supporters, which I'm not a Hillary supporter in any way. I don't want to come off that way, but... How can you turn around and say that she's a liar when he's been caught in many different lies? Many. How do I say that Hillary's a liar when she's been caught in many different lies? No, how, how Hillary's more of a liar than Trump when he has been caught in as many more, I think even more. And also our judicial system is set up in a certain way that she was not found guilty. So if somebody's not found guilty in our judicial system, they are innocent. And no, people they're not innocent. To, they're just rule. not guilty. There's a whole no, no, difference there. No, 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 no. And I'm talking about... Uh, no, hold hold I, on a second. I, Everybody I, hush for a second. Everybody hush for just a second. Wait, I, I've wait, got a wait. person in my chat room that I'm I'm about to get rid of here if he keeps talking like that. All right? I, you, you got your opinions. Have fun. But you get rude like that, you're gone. That's your last chance. All right? Are you talking about I don't about know what me? you are. R.K. Kimball or whatever your name is. Uh, R. Kimball. Uh, you be polite. This is a show where a lot of kids watch. Keep it polite and civil. 
Go ahead. I wasn't saying anything. I wasn't saying anything. I was just trying to talk to you. No, I'm not talking to you. I was talking to someone in Periscope that I had to correct. All right, Ken, oh, um, do you want to answer this question? I've been monopolizing it. Well, I, I would say that I'm not the most gifted intellectual on the face of the earth. I don't have as many degrees as other people do. Uh, but I will say first and foremost, Jesus, Jesus would vote for himself, first and foremost. In fact, when you look at the uh, book of First Samuel, he voted for himself, but the people voted against him, and they chose the king that went against him. Uh, okay, so let's stop, take that stop, thing stop. off the table altogether. Just before we go, Secondly, before we go any further, what I'm saying yeah. is your interpretation of the Bible is one of 3,200 in just America alone, where Christianity flourished for 2,000 years, um, for 1,500 years before the Protestant Reformation. So what I'm saying is, how is your interpretation of the Bible well, I can't speak for Ken, but my – oh, go ahead, Ken. No, go ahead. You, you handle this one. I, uh, my not, religion is based on first-century Christianity, not Reformation or, any, or anything that the Catholic Church added or changed or well, that's not any of that. But that's regardless of like, – caller, i got a question for you. Are you actually telling me that – I, I, I'll accept your premise on Trump. I'm not going to argue that because in, he's indefensible. Sure. But sure. but are you telling me Clinton is fit to be uh, the president under Christianity's uh, ordinances? And, and Negative. Views? Nope. Not in any way. Okay. okay. So what but are you I'm actually saying? Right now, I'm not sure what you the point is. You can't turn around and say um, – my point is, is we're voting for the less of two evils. And well, I don't even think we're doing that. that point, I think it's worse than that. <laughs> Well, when it comes to that, so I find that anybody who... interpretation of Scripture the standard that we all should go by? No. My interpretation of Scripture comes straight from so the apostles. Wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. Oh, hey, guys, how let each other you... talk there. No, no, no. Let no, each other. No, no. We're talking over each other. No, no. Me... <laughs> yeah. No, no. Let me explain something first and foremost. Uh, this is New Day Black and Red. I paid for this microphone. You did. <laughs> okay, <two>. Robin. <laughs> uh, well, if you want to just have a dominant conversation, then you should go with Trump. You don't want to have an opposite opinion, and you don't like being wrong, which a person that's more educated than you can see right through it. Well, you take your little educated little self onward then and illuminate other people who are less ignorant than you are. Uh, because I'm going to tell you that right didn't make now, any sense. you've dominated you need to all finish of this high school conversation first before you discuss something with somebody that's a lot more intelligent than you. All right, guys, be nice. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm... Dude, can you hit a button and let him go so he can go illuminate the rest of the yeah, world? Yeah, I can. Because I have uh, a show uh, to do. Caller, uh, thank you for calling. Yeah, yeah no problem. Please, I know please, people feel are free to... Yeah, feel free to call back again uh, anytime on my show uh, yeah. next Sunday. Tell 6 the guy not to run so fast, though. When things get hard, sometimes men have to face it. Women are the ones uh, that run, but that's uh, fine. He's, he's a good guy. You you, you got him wrong. Oh, he could be a I good think guy all day long, but he's other. not a man. Ah, he's a good man, He's and he's my best friend. Trust no, me, he's, he's good. No, he's not a man. A man faces his problems and he's scared. 
Uh, thank you again for calling. I appreciate it. Uh, and again, call in any time on my show. Uh, but this is our show. At this time, we're, we're doing a soundcast and um, and everything. And and I don't appreciate anybody calling my friends dumb. You, you can have the opinion, but I don't. I don't. I'm not, I'm not very appreciative of it when you call them that. Uh, you're talking past one another. And uh, and I think uh, I think the caller has an opinion that only he's right in all this. Ken, you want to risk the other caller? Oh, well, never mind. He dropped too. So I was just going to see if you wanted to go to him. All right, Ken. Well, that pissed me off, so I'll let you talk for a second. The trolls are really angering me tonight. <laughs> Ken? All right. Oh, please tell me I didn't lose Ken. Um, oh, there you go. No, no, I'm here. Uh, you know what? I don't get angry with people like that because I've been facing them all of my life. Yeah. Apparently, if you don't have a if you don't have a PhD, uh, you're not wise enough. Yet, Jesus Christ left this earth without a PhD. Well, I'm going to tell you uh, something, Kevin. Apparently, uh, the more degrees you get, yeah, the dumber you are. You know that, and I and I mean that because the more education you get, the more focused it is on one thing. Right, so you get a bachelor's; it's kind of generic, you know. Associates is even more so, but when you get a master's, it focuses on a specific area. When you get a PhD, it's focused on one idea. And so, you know, all of us running around bragging about our academic credentials just means that we are ignorant about so much more than everybody else. But but genius is about one tiny thing. And and I have a problem with people who want to sit here and get lost in the weeds of. Um, of, of religion dogma when we don't know the truth. And so, you know what, you know, Phil, mm-hmm. do what you want, have a nut. But this is why I work so hard at being a first century Christian and, uh, and trying to do as much as we can learn from what they were doing to, uh, yeah, that's right. Guzman says his degrees in the school of hard knocks, your, your degrees in the school of hard knocks and, Ladies and gentlemen, let me just say this that to you. doesn't make us smarter. It just, I, when he threw that out, I felt the need to slap mine down, too, because, you know, <laughs> I thought he was, that he felt he was talking. Yeah. So yeah but I figured me, I'd get into that piss off there. Yeah, Professor, let me just say this, because it, you know how intellectually, I, I'm a pretty smart guy, but I don't want to get into the weeds with that. Yeah, for a but lazy this black guy, guy, you are. Yeah, for a lazy black guy, I'm pretty smart. Uh, but <laughs> this is the kind of guy who sits on Capitol Hill and makes decisions for you and me. And he's part of that establishment thinking that he could throw some things around at you and try to doze, bulldoze you over with intellectual conundrums. If I say yeah. A, you'll say B, and then I'll say C, and then you'll say D, and then I'm always going to be right through the whole. No, see, these are the guys as to why you need to get out and vote uh, on November the 8th. This They're is the guy. That's the reason why you go and you vote. Because that guy right there thinks he's brighter than all of you. He would find a way to raise your taxes and then explain it to you that it's your fault. He would find a way to pass yeah, legislation he a country. that would take away your freedom. 
and your liberty. And I don't care how much time you yeah. spent in the military. There are lots of people that spent time in the military. John Kerry spent time in the military. But I don't honor Thank him you. the way I honor my friend, Dr. Jones. So the bottom line is this, my <laughs> friend. There are people who have had the offices to serve in, and forgive me for losing my pick spot for the moment, but I'm going with this. There are some people who have served in some many great offices regarding the military, regarding the legislature, regarding the executive offices, and the judiciary. But tell me what. How many of them have been able to reduce the national debt? How many of them have been able to balance the budget? How many of them were able to make certain that your mother and your father were not going to pay 71% more in Medicaid under Obamacare than they were previously? How many yeah. of them? Not many. So I'm going to tell you right now, that guy should be the reason why you show up on November 8th. In fact, that guy right there should be the reason why you do your absentee ballot and get the van out so you can drive everybody to vote for Donald Trump, for Pence, and any other individual who lines up with making certain that they represent you and that they're not trying to rule over you and dominate you with their intellectual capabilities and their ordained understanding of the conundrums of the world and the universe. That idiot well, right there is the reason why we're behind this every other nation in the world right now. And if you don't like what I said, fine. Call in on Sunday show. I'll go to his show on Sunday and cut you out that way too. Now back <laughs> to you, Professor. Ooh, <laughs> did, did you understand his argument? I mean, what? okay, yeah, we conceded that Trump wasn't, you know, our choice, but in comparison to Hillary, I don't understand what his argument was. You know, I mean, how in no, the world no, could you think it? Well, Doc brought it up, these too. Fairy tale guys, these fairytale guys coming in and talking about, listen, what we need to do is put in someone new right now. How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that if you yeah. don't tear up the rule of law? If you can't respect right. the rule of law, if you can't respect elections right now, you are no better than the leftist fairness who's trying to upset the balance of the apple cart by commanding media them in their election. You're no well, media. that person. So take a hike along with your degree. Kick my booty as Maximus. And that, my friend, is the well, segment. <laughs> and that's the religious perspective on... <laughs> On radio on black and white. I have to let y'all know. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jesus must have said many times, "Get the stepping." Yeah. <laughs> you ain't right. Well, a lot of things. I would. But I'm quite certain. Muslim. Got room at the same time, and and so I took my eye off the ball here, and I apologize, Ken. But him telling you that you need to finish high school pissed me off. At, uh, at, um I just didn't want to cut him off without allowing him to know he was being turned off, you know, uh, politely, but, but, um, I, uh, well, well, I don't know. We're, we're in a world of hurt right now in this country, uh, a world of hurt. And, and we don't have very many good options. Uh, I'm going with the Agador 10% theory. And that is that 100%, I know Hillary will destroy this country and the constitution. And there's a 10% chance that Trump won't. So I'm going, with Trump. Period. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I'm going to say this. The only reason why the world won't go crazy is because I'm in it. 
and so the bottom line is it doesn't matter who you put into office. And, and, and once again, for the idiot who doesn't understand, go back and read 1 Samuel. Uh, Jesus voted for himself, and the world turned against him. He did it again at Calvary, and the world turned against him. So the bottom line is Jesus always votes for himself. And if you're wise enough, you'll follow him and do what he tells you to do instead of worrying about what the New York University told you to do, which I guarantee you is 100% in the wrong direction in the first place. Well, so, yeah. When, when we he, when he said concept, it was NYU, I realized he'd, he's gotten a progressive education. At, uh, but you would think a Marine would know better, <laughs> you know, that, that, especially an educated well, Marine. That, yeah, John well, Kerry was a member. Colin Powell was a member of the Army. Come on. That's, that's just be real. Being in the military doesn't make you power. any brighter than anyone else. Yeah. yeah. you got to remember, Being Ken, in the military should give power. you. Huh? I, I, listen, I respect, and I said that at the very beginning, I respect and I honor the fact that you surrender your constitutional rights to protect the constitutional rights of others. I honor that. I respect that. You know me. But yes. don't tell me that the reason why you are who you are is because you served in the military. There is no gosh darn way in serving in the military you could come out with that kind of ignorance uh, and, uh, and like everyone yeah. else with it. Yeah. Yeah. That, no yeah, way. that's why I kept asking the questions. I, I was like, how in the world did we get here? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it didn't make and, any sense. And for those of you who worry about my intellectual capabilities, let me go down my resume. Uh, first and foremost, I'm the owner of this particular radio program, uh, the Exceptional Conservative Show. Trademark. I don't know too many people uh, that trademark their radio, their radio program. Uh, number one. Number two. I used to be the ombudsman for the voting assistance program uh, in the U.S. military. Number three, I used to help as a policy analyst oversee the District of Columbia through the department, through the federal voting, uh, forgive me, the, uh, uh, the D.C. control board or the financial authority. So I'm going I'm to tell you right now, if you think that you're dumb enough to listen to me, then you're probably not smart enough to hear. So the bottom line hey, is, don't forget, listen, you married my girlfriend. You know that's right. Shoot, I got her drunk and she married me. <laughs> she didn't even know I. She said I do. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but she said I did. Don't. Yeah, that's right. I- I'm gonna tell you all right now. Yeah. That's this, this guy's argument. This guy's argument is Hillary Clinton's argument against Donald Trump. I have more well, experience. I- I've been I've been senator. I've been first lady. Uh, I've been first lady. I've been secretary of state. I even pressed a reset button with with the Russian uh, Russian ambassador. Uh, I pressed a reset button. See, I should be smart enough. I'm smart enough, and I'm better than you. That's why you should pick me. That troll right there is the reason why you should pick Donald Trump and actually convince me to vote for Donald Trump tonight. Just because he well, 30 years of doing nothing is not an. Uh, but I, <laughs> with what Russia's doing right now. The, uh, you guys out there are listening to radio in black and red on the exceptional conservative show.com. 
or on UGP Radio on blogtalkradio.com slash undergroundprofessor or at undergroundprof on Twitter and Periscope. And that is on UGP Radio on iTunes and everything. There's a lot of ways to get us. Spreaker, um, um, what are those videos you play? YouTube, not YouTube, um, but, um, name your videos. Ustream yeah, and Pstream are, yeah. or something like that. Uh, all streams, live stream, you stream, me stream, you stream, everybody stream. New day, new day black stream. and red can be heard. Red Nation Rising, SHR Media, High Pundit Plain uh, Media. And, and and family, forgive me uh, if I've offended any of you with my rantings for the past 30-some-odd minutes. This is reminding me of my old-school days on the Exceptional Conservative Show, uh, where you get ticked off. Mary will tell you that. Um, yeah, glad you woke up for this show. <laughs> you ain't lying. Thank you for putting that call in there to wake me up. This, we haven't even talked about what we're going to talk about. We have another one. Do you want to take the risk? The risk? Sure, go ahead. Let's take another one. This is all hey, new and all live on Tuesday. You're on a roll. Let's do it. Let's take another all right, 917, you are on the air with the Underground Professor and the Exceptional Conservative. Talk to us. Hey, guys, I'm a Marine as well. I just Who want are? to say I've never heard a man complain as much as the guy behind you. When somebody makes a point and they run like a bitch and then complain when the person's not on the phone, I think that's a real pussy move. That's all well, I have to say. Thank you. We... we we have a show, well, so we're continuing to talk about it, but we gave him plenty of time to talk at, uh, at no, I understand. point. It's not the other guy didn't want to have a conversation. He just ran, and people usually oh, do you're that talking from about veterans. Him. Oh, I thought you were talking about us. <laughs> like, I'm not sure I get that. But yeah, I, that's what I thought, too. He did ran. He, he turned himself off and, and, and left the show. Um, and that kind of surprised me. I'm not used to that from Marines. Uh, to tell you the truth, yeah. I, I've had a lot of experience with them. Um, you know, they, they called me Gunny. That was my call sign in the Air Force was Gunny. I flew on uh, EC-130s at the time, a compass call, you know, saved a whole lot of Marines' lives over at Desert Storm uh, from the Iraqi Guard and uh, got, you know, V devices on our uh, on our awards and crap. from over. I can't even tell you what I got anymore. It's been too many years, sir, but... That's not what I expect out of a Marine, so I was kind of taken off guard. T- tell us, uh, what, what did you do in the Marines? I don't need to brag. The only thing I need to say is when a person stands up, stand up for yourself. Don't be a bitch. That's it. There you go. Who are? <laughs> and, uh, what, did, what did you do in the Marine Corps? You don't have to brag. Just tell us. I really not. I really just keep it. Okay. Just keep it as O zero zero three hundred. How about that? Oh, okay, good. Well, well, <laughs> who are? <laughs> <Thank and you. laughs> I'll leave it at that. How's that sound? <laughs> All right, Kim. You got any questions for our Marine? Tell the other guy to get. Oh, you broke up there. Say it again. Oh no, I think we lost him, Ken. Oh, it's, it was great that he came on. God bless yeah, I, hope, I hope he can hear us. Thank you for your service, sir. Thank you for the call, and uh, we appreciate that. Call back any time. 
uh, we lost your audio on our end. Uh, so if you want to talk again, call back in and, and hit the button again. Otherwise, uh, thank you. You're always welcome to the shows. Uh, we appreciate it. Oh, and he's gone. Uh, I forgot. I thought he was yeah. talking about us at first, Ken. <laughs> I thought he was too. I, I, I forget my friend. Oh man, this has been was... a really raw show tonight. <laughs> yeah, we're we're just too sensitive. <laughs> but he's right. I didn't expect that out of a marine, you know, to do a hit and run like that. And uh, that's, you know, I I know a lot of marines uh, in my lifetime, uh, and. And I'm telling you what, they are they are above board alpha males and honorable. And if I had to risk my life, yeah. and I have in the past, uh, <clears throat> having the Marines around always was better. And uh, you, you don't, if you, I, if I you let get everyone know because I, 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 huh? I, I never, I never said anything to anyone because I, I don't like to laud my intellectual prim pop. Yeah. Reasoning. I'll tell you what, this uh, guy has achievement. a decent job too. So I guess, and it's so specific, it yeah. can be identified by it. So I get why he didn't want to talk. Exactly. But you know, as an Air Force exactly. guy, I have to say that after 260 years, the Marine Corps are still looking for a few good men. So you know, you might help them out and, and break that cycle. So join the Marine Corps. Exactly. <laughs> well, he, whatever he learned in the Marine Corps was was dashed by being at NYU. Uh, but yeah, I, I will say happens. this: my 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 first job out of college, well, I, not out of college, but before I went to college, <clears throat> my first job uh, was in a fellowship in which I worked with the U.S. Marine Corps. That's right. You registered so, the boat, if I remember right. Uh, well, no, no. This is well. This is when my teenage years. My first fellowship was with the U.S. Oh, Marine Corps. Oh, wait a minute. So, Didn't you work for General so, uh, Sherman? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. I provided him the kerosene and the match. I said, <laughs> burn his matches. mother. <laughs> yes. The assault <laughs> matches when you gave him the lighter. <laughs> High-capacity assault match, the, the big lighter you gave him? That's right. Yeah, but I, but I ran off. After I handed it to him, I told him to strike it right there. But I knew what was going to happen. Uh, I'm going to tell you all, America, a lot of people have been looking at you over the past eight years down their nose at you. Not just overseas, where a lot of people want to become European and make uh, the U.S. British territory again. Uh, And thank God for Brexit. Uh, but a lot of people are looking down their nose at you, saying that you are not worthy of being under their rule or being under their governance. And that goes to that idea of secular righteousness. We saw the example of secular righteousness and, as a result, the rebellion that's coming. Brexit was not an accident. So the secular righteousness or the secular righteous will find out that their Vatican leader is the leftist uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Uh, and it reminds she's me part of, of the, the leftist the Vatican. I'm sorry, Ken, I interrupt you. I apologize. But it reminds me of the pontiff that was in um, during World War II that was helping out Hitler <laughs> and uh, facilitating. Hitler. Yeah. yeah. This is exactly what we got again. Exactly. Hillary is the Vatican pontiff. 
their messengers happen to be the media and ministers who are in your churches. And the WikiLeaks happens to be that illumination that you can read in black and red to make you understand that maybe we're going in the wrong direction with that person. But you know what? There are people that will read that black and red and not interpret the seasons and the times, not interpret the fact that we have someone who wants to take away your faith, your free speech, and your ability to defend yourself. Part mm-hmm. of that grouping happens to be the little tyrannist that called in earlier to tell everyone that he was more brilliant than everyone. Uh, and if you have to tell people that, you probably don't have the brightest light in the room. Uh, <laughs> so that's what we're focusing on tonight, the secular right. Speaking of uh, uh, bright lights, mm-hmm. speaking of bright lights, you just gave out a clue about our radio show name. Did anybody catch that? (laughs) (laughs) I thought you weren't ever going to tell anybody that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and Dave is right in our chat room. Dave right, Ken. Seriously, as a people, we are despised by the political class. Yes, you are. I've been to the cocktail parties where they look down their nose and they joke with you and they they say, I can't hold this conversation with you because you don't have the insights that I do. I, you don't have that coveted uh, sphere of influence. Uh, you're just a redneck. <laughs> you're just a never new, a, a, a no dweller, a, a no well doer. Uh, you'll never make it. You'll never be anything but my slave. Yes. I'm sorry. Well, go right ahead. Uh, no, no, that's the way it goes. You know, you gotta. I get, I get these guys a lot in my Periscope uh, chat room, uh, so they don't phase me like they do you. But I get a lot of trolls, and uh, and it's uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 scary sometimes when. You think that there's that they outnumber us, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's what's scared, is that we're outnumbered by them, and the thing is, is what is going to happen this election cycle? Now, neither one of us have been advocates of Trump from the beginning. We have both yeah. been quite, you know, boisterous about that. That Trump is was our last choice on that list, and. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, and but hey, he's the nominee now. And when you compare it to what Hillary and Bill have done to this country, I don't care how bad Trump is, honestly. I, I mean, there's not too much that's going to make me uh, support Hillary over, over Trump. Now, I could be driven to go vote for Johnson, who's the only other viable alternative out there. But I'm not convinced that enough bad things have happened to turn people off of Trump and send them to um, Johnson. And I am convinced that the yeah. Democrats are going to have a, a sorry, Santa Trump thinks blacks can't be successful. He's constantly saying how bad things are. No, that that's wrong. It's Hillary who is in her emails has come out and said that blacks cannot be successful because they're black. What Trump is saying 
yeah. and he's not articulating it very well. Now, trust me, he's, what he's trying to say is that the policies of the Democrats since the 1950s has harmed black people. It's not that they can't be successful. He's saying that government is in the way and it's causing problems for the black community and that they would be more successful in the highly destructive of of the black community and jobs and whatnot. I mean, since the Civil War, blacks have not been out of work uh, this bad uh, uh, until until um, ignore the lady that's talking. Um, <laughs> we haven't been this bad off uh, since the Civil War for blacks yeah. being unemployed. And uh, and while I agree with you that well. He, I got a guy in here that says Killary cough. Um, I'm not sure where his position is, but he says that Trump's the most unqualified candidate. <clears throat> I don't know how you say that and compare him to Hillary. Again, we are not yeah. advocates well, of Trump, but we're simply realists well, when it comes to Hillary. Go ahead, Ken. And according to um, the uh, the legal code, Section 18 of the Federal Code, Hillary Rodham Clinton is disqualified from being president. Uh, quite frankly, because it, by the by the by the fact that you had collusion and corruption in the DOJ doesn't make her not guilty of the charges that were considered. She's never yeah. been brought before a court of law. So, quite frankly. The next go around, someone could bring her up on charges, and then we will find out whether she is guilty or not guilty. But simply not bringing charges to someone does not determine whether they're guilty or not guilty of a crime. Okay. Well, no. A lot of use the right word. Yeah, because the caller Ken said that because she wasn't charged, she was she was uh, uh, he was innocent or Hillary's innocent, and that's just balderdash. She was she's that's innocent cool. because. The FBI Dude. chose not to charge her. But, yeah. but keep this in mind. There are a bevy of FBI agents who have gotten a lawyer and are suing the head of the FBI for not pursuing Hillary Clinton with charges because they did all this work and they proved all these charges against her, and then a political decision was made not to prosecute her, not, not a legal decision. And let's keep that in mind. The fact that they are not exactly these crimes was a political exactly. And the, and the attorney who's handling that particular case happens to be Joseph DeGeneva, former U.S. attorney, uh, who is a great supporter of whistleblowers, no matter what the uh, administration is, whether it's George W. Bush or uh, Barack Hussein Obama. Uh, he has been a great, great attorney for whistleblowers, and they came out on Wednesday uh, and made a very special announcement at 5 p.m. in Washington, D.C., uh, that uh, Joseph Geneva uh, had been hired by those attorneys uh, because they're ready to whistleblow. Uh, and yes. they're going to be working out their particular case uh, along the way. But, but people, if you've ever been in drug court, you understand that just because they, they didn't prosecute you to the fullest of the law or do out the charges, I, my God. That's a court decision. She never made it to court. So guilty and innocent cannot be ascribed to her. And the problem is the media is allowing you 
or whoever you are, no matter where you are, to explain to people that Hillary Rodham Clinton is not guilty because they didn't bring charges. I don't know about you, but in gang violence, sometimes they don't bring charges because they're trying to put their whole case together. Sometimes you got to wait a few years for things to matter or, or to come together in its fullness or whatever. So don't, don't go with that. It's not because someone gets charges dropped or, or not considered that they're not guilty. It's just that they haven't been considered in the court of law. Now, in the court of public opinion, where Donald Trump is already a rapist, uh, she's been made innocent. And we have a problem in our country because there are individuals who have decided the rule comes from public opinion is greater than the rule of law. And if we don't return back to the rule of law, then the corruption that was done allow her to be free will become rampant in all of our states and the District of Columbia and our territories. And you don't know what hell you have come under until the rule of law doesn't apply to everybody. Well, one person is greater than the other. Yeah. And that's what we were founded against, that no man would be above the law, that we would all be, you know, that this, we had these problems with the king and the king's people were above the law and the rest of us, you know, weren't. And, uh, and we're back to that again yeah. uh, with what's going on now. The Congress exempts itself from laws it passes and the uh, government who are supposed to be protecting our interests are in cahoots. And uh, with them, and uh, but you know, you and I do any of these things. Just, just do one thing of all the things that Hillary was accused of. If you were to do just one of them, would you still be a free man walking around? No, no, you wouldn't. No, it's just that I'm afraid that if Hillary gets elected, I'll be in some education camp. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. We all will be in education camps. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to New Day Black and Red on HR Media, also on High Plains Funded Media, Ustream and Stream. Uh, we'll give you a scriptural as well as a constitutional viewpoint on current issues of the day uh, represented here. Uh, is, of course, the professor, Dr. Michael Jones, uh, and he is the underground professor. You'll hear him on Blog Talk Radio and also SHR. I happen to be Tim McClinton, uh, the No, no. Uh, no. Let's just let's clear that up, Ken, that I am not burdened with having my right. show being rebroadcast on SHR Media or being live on Pundit Press. Some other people are, but I'm simply... I am simply white and not worth it. <laughs> oh, thank God for affirmative action. That's right. I'm just another old white guy with an opinion, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a night we Wow, tonight we will off to a bang start. The uh, Secular Righteous, uh, the Leftist Vatican, their event messengers and WikiLeaks. And what I mean by the Leftist Vatican, it would be Pontiff Hillary Rodham Clinton. Uh, a political revolution is taking place with a pen and a phone. Faith, free speech, and self-defense 
have perished. Uh, and there are a number of WikiLeaks uh, issues that have been brought to the fore. Um, but the one that I admire most is the professor handling something that uh, WMAL 630 in Washington, D.C., uh, Fox News, and many other stations won't even consider covering because it initially is horrible and offensive. But as well, it actually tags Hillary Rodham Clinton for not only who she is, but what the Democrat Party is all about. And I'm going to read to you what she wrote uh, on immigration uh, in an email uh, to Robert Russo. Uh, She said, it's no brain surgery, but the media have long failed to provide a clear, credible answer on terms of what makes successful immigration. They are unable to come up with an answer or don't like the answer that's starting staring them in the face. You want to know what that answer is? Here it is. The main reason behind successful immigration should be painfully obvious to even the most dim-witted of observers. Some groups of people are almost always highly successful given only half a chance. They happen to be Jews, Hindus, Sikhs, uh, and Chinese people, for example. While others, Muslim, Blacks, and Roma or Gypsies, uh, for instance, fare badly almost irrespective of circumstance. The biggest group of humanity can be found somewhere between those two extremes, the perennial overachievers and the professional never-do-well. The professor happens to be part of that overachiever group. I happen to be part of the never-do-well group. Uh, And right there is an expression of one of the most racist, bigoted people on the face of the earth, a woman who kissed Senator Byrd, who was a former KKK grandmaster, who was also eulogized by Obama uh, and also Bill Clinton. So, ladies and gentlemen, racism is alive and well And it's in the Democrat Party, and the KKK grandmaster of the Democrat Party happens to be their nominee, uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton. So I thank you so much for covering that, uh, sir. But there are a multitude of other WikiLeaks uh, that we could talk about as well. Yes. That's it? That's all you got? (laughs) I got some more here. <laughs> well, um, you've been on a roll. I've just been sitting here, you know, holding on to the chair. <laughs> I oh, my God. Okay. Well, can we go with Griswold in Connecticut for a moment? Because um, there's a discussion by the media elite in the political class um, that the Podesta letters, the Clinton letters, and all the other emails that are being downloaded by WikiLeaks is private. Uh, uh-huh. And thus, the offense is not what Hillary said. The offense is that it was stolen. Uh, I wanted to get your opinion regarding Griswold versus Connecticut, where the Supreme Court Justice Hugo Black said privacy is a broad, abstract, and ambiguous concept, and whether... Uh, we should just disavow all the WikiLeaks because they were stolen and hijacked uh, and, and then resubmitted out to the public. 
or or should we should we be concerned with what's written in those WikiLeaks? Well, first off, for everybody who doesn't know, Justice Hugo Black was a racist. He hated black people. He was very fond of the KKK, and he hated Catholics and Jews. And he had every decision yes. was based on the ability to punish those three groups. Okay, having said that, there is nothing in the Constitution that directly talks about a right to privacy. And as I have said, mm-hmm. some of the anti-federalists uh, that were pushing for the Bill of Rights, the federalist argument was, if we did this, someday in the future, there would be idiots out there who think the only rights are those that are listed in the Constitution. <laughs> and so, but, but there are ways to to surmise that the founding fathers expected a right to privacy. When you look at decisions like Young about the Third and Fourth Amendments, and that they were the impetus of the founding fathers for the right to privacy, not Griswold decision and how um, how Justice Hugo Black came up with that, or you know the idea that they came up with that emanating from the penumbra of the Constitution that, you know, there was a right to privacy, right? So, say, a... Griswold did, all right? So, now, did I cover enough of the basics of that for you? And, and getting into Margaret yeah, Sanger and her basics. eugenics that, oh, that Hillary is so fond of? Because she's a big fan uh, fan of exactly. Margaret Sanger, who wanted to get rid of the weeds of blacks in our country. <laughs> and in fact, on Saturday we will be celebrating the 100th anniversary of her yeah. opening the first uh, Planned Parenthood Center uh, in New York, uh, and she's been killing babies ever since. So there yes. you go. <laughs> so um, forgive me. Go right ahead. No, no. Did I answer your question uh, on Griswold, or, or was there something specific that I missed? Yeah, you did. No, no, that was a great laying out of the foundation because it goes to the question of, because uh, a lot of people I've heard say that whatever you type on the computer is private information. And I, I just don't know how no. you can possibly conceive that. Uh, and well, so you probably have a better answer than I would have. Go right ahead. The Supreme Court has made a more recent decision when Scalia was still alive, to tell you how recent it was. Uh, And it was this, that we do not have a right to expect privacy of things. Because the Fourth Amendment says our papers and effects. Now, what effects were back then uh, were limited, of course, but uh, they would include writing notes and books and, and, you know, notes and papers and missives and, uh, and not just, you know, formal things, uh, but informal written communication was protected under the Fourth Amendment. <clears throat> but the Supreme Court ruled that, you know, things, because they were being asked to look at arguments like, is your trunk uh, a place where you can keep papers and expect privacy? In Texas, we ruled that your car is an extension of the castle law and that it is a part of your house. I mean, they cost almost as much as a house, right? So why not? But the yeah. um, 
but uh, other states have ruled that a car is a privilege and has nothing to do with your home and you have no right for privacy inside it. And that's okay if those states want that. Um, again, this is a state issue, not a central government issue. Um, but, but the right to see on things like uh, the Supreme Court has ruled this, and, and you explain this because I can't. Uh, the Supreme Court has ruled that on your iPhone or any phone that uses a thumbprint identifier, if you use the thumbprint, then it is not protected under the article uh, under um, uh, Amendment 4. But if you type in the four-digit code, it is. You see, you have a right to privacy if you type in a code, but if you use your thumbprint, it is not considered protected under privacy. And the the tell you to open it, which is why I use my code. I don't use my thumb. And uh, and I recommend no one else to use their thumb protection either. It, it was supposed to make it more secure for us, but what it did was it gave the government an end way to screw with us uh, under the Supreme Court, ruling that they can compel you to give your thumbprint or your fingerprints when they process you. So if that's true, then they can force you to use it on your phone too. That was their thinking uh, in a nutshell. It's more complicated than that, but that's that is um, in, in, a, in a nutshell. So it's very much in play what is private and what is not. Uh, but you notice this. The Democrat Party, when they were listening in on new Newt Gingrich of one cell phone, and the other scanning for Newt Scale's uh, cell phone so that they could monitor both parts of the conversation. And the and they got that. They released it uh, to the public, uh, whatever Newt was talking about. I don't even remember now what the issue was. Uh, they were strategizing. Um, he and, and the Senate Majority Leader and others were strategizing on the coming election. And it was released to the public, and the Democrats were not worried about how they got it. They weren't worried about right to privacy, which I think if you're on a cell phone and you're talking to a fellow member of your party that you have a reasonable expectation that your right to privacy is being adhered to. You're not a Colombian drug lord that we're monitoring through the NSA to try and catch for the CIA to shut them down. So, you know, when you're Speaker of the House, you should probably have a right to privacy on these kind of things. Well, the Democrats weren't worried about that because, well, it was Republicans. So the Democrats are only worried about rights to privacy or how you get the information when Democrats get caught. And it's more important about the charge or what the information is when it's a Republican being caught. And, you know, in my book, that doesn't matter. The information was got legally or illegally. Too bad the information's out there. We have to deal with it. And, uh, you know, it's just like I didn't cry foul when the Republican progressives released the Trump tape to the Democrat-controlled media in order to... Exactly. Exactly. And that goes to the, to the statement that others are making, especially on Fox News and, and CNN, uh, individuals who are telling us that how it was gotten uh, is more important than what we are actually reading. And we have a scenario in a situation where individuals believe that because they type something on their computer, uh, that they are absolutely safe 
without any concern. But what I'm saying to you is, on the World Wide Web, everything is open. Uh, anyone can access your information and pull it. Even more important is when Hillary Clinton is writing these linked emails to individuals in her campaign and to the Clinton Foundation, she's writing them as Secretary of State, which means that really the emails that, you re- that you're reading belong to the government. So all of these government letters have gotten out that would have been considered eventually classified because it was written by the Secretary of State and hidden for a long time uh, under government rule. But <laughs> you have the great ability now to see all of it uh, and see what she really is about. And she is one of the most racist, bigoted uh, individuals on the face of the earth. But you wouldn't have known that by what the media is telling you about her. And so this goes to one of the WikiLeaks that she has. And I wanted your uh, opinion uh, regarding this. Um, Walter Schultz uh, was a big part of her campaign. Okay? And Walter Schultz called Jeff Weaver a damn liar uh, when he said that virtually, forgive me, um, when he said there wasn't violence in Nevada. Okay? Meaning that. There wasn't violence where? During the course in Nevada, meaning that there weren't violent protests. Uh, at the Trump rallies and things of that nature. Uh, And she writes uh, back to him, uh, Jeff Weaver, that he's lying about that, in fact, uh, that he was making it up. Jeff Weaver says, no, Trump is wrong. You know, we have interacted with state parties all across the country, and some are uh, more fair than others. Some are, I have to say, some are extremely fair. It just happens in Nevada not to be the case. The bottom line is that these people were making stuff up as we went along, and they were getting help from CNN and from MSNBC. And and I wanted your opinion on that because we're not hearing this. What we're hearing is Donald Trump's uh, relationship with young ladies 30 years ago. Your thoughts? Well, you know, first off, we have emails showing that Hillary has instructed that emails be sent to her with the headers stripped off so that it did not contain uh, classified headings. You know, and you see these emails that would say, we're having a hard time with the secure fax machine. And so she would write back, well, I need this information, so send it to me on the unsecure server and strip the header information, meaning that it would be cleaned of any documentation showing it was classified. So we know she was violating right there. Uh, That's enough to prosecute and convict. We don't need anything more over the violation of the National Secrets Act. But um, 
the fact that Hillary's lips move is probably sufficient evidence that she's lying about something. And and I don't say that as a joke. She's a pathological liar. You know, Trump lies, you lie, yeah. I lie. We all tell little lies. You know, when when your wife comes in, and, and this is and this is the difference between you and me. My wife came in and said, mm-hmm. "Does this pair of pants make my butt look big?" I said, "No, no," because that's what you want to hear. But a black man, a wife comes in and says, "This jeans make my butt look big." You say, "Yes, it does, woman." Mm. Yeah, baby. Oh, yes. So, I like that. Right. Yes. So you know better, but you don't lie. One of my favorite commercials of all time was Honest Abe Lincoln, and I think it was a Geico commercial. And and Mary Todd Lincoln is put on her dress. Now, Mary Todd Lincoln was a looker, evidently, in her time, but she became kind of fat and dumpy uh, yeah. as the first lady. Yeah. And so they have this joke where she's got this big, plain black morning dress. She wore a lot of black after uh, Todd or whoever it was died, the little boy that died. And um, and so um, in the commercial, she turns around and asks Honest Abe if her butt looks big. And, of course, it cuts away because you know Honest Abe's about to say yes. <laughs> and you don't want to be there for that. At, uh, the the idea of Hillary being honest on anything any more than Bill Clinton. I mean, look at them. They lie about everything, even when the truth serves them better. And, and I see this because my ex-wife was like this, Ken. She lied about things even when the truth would have been better. And, and it's just a habit. And then they have this unique ability to believe whatever it is they say because they said it. And they can be offended if anyone doesn't believe them because they've uttered it, so therefore it's the God for you should believe it. And if you know, this is what. We're... And there is so much going on with her that she's lying about that. I, I, I'm bewildered to even know where to start, you know, um, on that. And, um, and so if there's something specific on this that you asked me about and I missed it in the weeds, I, I don't know. Uh, tell me and I'll bring out, I'll, I'll talk about it, but. Hmm? No, no, you're hitting it. You're hitting on all points here. And that's the bottom line is that we can't trust. I, I mean, it's, it's one thing to have this shallow naive picture of Donald Trump as this billionaire prince. Uh, who repairs communities and builds golf clubs and never had a sexual escapade with two or three women at the same time. That, that's a wonderful, naive thought. And somehow you were dashed when you found out that he was not the Bruce Wayne that you thought he was, uh, but merely another uh, high school, I'm sorry, college grad uh, uh, playboy uh, who enjoyed <laughs> his youth. There's a big difference well, between that and a woman who would not provide air support for four men who died in Benghazi, along with 33 to 40 other people who were injured uh, in the Benghazi 9-11 uh, scenario situation. Yes, sir. Go right ahead. Yeah, uh, I forgot. Um, I had something funny to say, but I'm not sure I can remember it now. <laughs> but, uh, Go ahead, um, 
No, I'm trying to remember. Say again what you said a few seconds ago. Okay. And that My memory. I, I saw an advertisement for a Halloween costume that's a giant taco, and that's that kind of threw my mind uh, off. But um, the uh, oh, I, I remember now. It, it's this. Um, I find a lot of things amazing in the world, and one of the things I find amazing is the defection of black people. Okay, that could be scary, the, the way you broke out there. The, 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 the defection of black, what? Of black voters okay. are, are turning towards Trump. Yeah, okay. secretly. Uh, okay, but I think they're turning okay, on Hillary. Great. Yeah, but go figure. You've got one that is giving you welfare for 30 years, and the other one builds golf courses, which is not exactly – I mean, what we have like one black player, right, uh, Tiger. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, no, next, next you're going to see black two. people voting for the guy who owns a hockey team. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to also make you uh, aware – that all the TV stations want to tell you that Donald Trump is down by 11 and 20 points uh, since uh, the quote-unquote scandal. Uh, the truth of the matter is, in national polling, he's up by two. Uh, Trump with a 43% support rate versus among likely voters versus Hillary Clinton's 41%. Uh, and I, I just wanted to make that known to you. For those who happen to be in the broadcast, uh, central area of the Exceptional Conservative Show. Uh, I put that link in there so that you may be able to see it yourself and know that, uh, quite frankly, they are hired to lie to you as ministers and messengers of the leftist Vatican. The media is now, for the next 28 days, going to lie to you because they do not want what happened in 19... 19- 79 to happen again, where an individual that they despise so greatly ends up becoming president of the United States. Uh, Donald Trump, by real standards, should walk away with this almost in a landslide. But they want you to think that the race is over, the election is over. There's no doggone way Donald Trump has a chance of winning. Hillary's going to win. And and to make it even worse, they're telling you if Donald Trump wins, then he's going to lose the Senate and he's going to lose the House. Stop listening (laughs) to the TVs, people. Please. Go right ahead. Now, that's, uh, as I was saying earlier on on, on my show, when you joined us, Lee, and I thank you for that, by the way, of, of allowing me some talk time on my own show earlier. It's like you were getting revenge well. for all. Yeah, you were getting revenge for all the times I've been on your show and bobbled it up. So, so I, in, in the kindness that it was, but um, uh, we talked about about the the polls and the fact that they are skewed with Democrat. Uh, responders. I mean, think about it. These polls aren't cell phones. They're landlines. Who owns a landline today? And blacks yeah. and Democrats, right? I mean, you have a landline? 
Well, Muslims Go ahead, and Nancy. also gypsies. Yeah, yeah, but, Muslims, but, but Muslims you have a landline. <laughs> See, I don't have a landline, uh, and most of us are out working to pay for the. No, please. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm, it's not like you allowed me in your house when I came to visit you in Washington D.C. for you know three thousand mile trip. To... I don't have a landline. No, okay, I believe you. <laughs> Thousands wouldn't, but I believe. You. In at, uh, but, you know, who, who's sitting at home answering those phones? It's people that are on welfare uh, and not working. You know, the rest of us are too darn busy. You know, on my TV, I have yeah. Charter uh, or Spectrum or whatever they call them. And my TV flashes up a caller ID all the time. Now, I can't answer it because the only thing I have, uh, I have the VoIP, you know, voice over Internet, whatever that is, uh, protocols. Um I plug my fax machine into it, and that's it. I don't, I don't have access to it with a phone, so people can't talk to me on it. But I see the, um, uh, the caller ID flash up, and I'm always getting these things. It's a political call, political survey, you know, and I think, ah, I don't want that, you know. Uh, uh, and, and I think most of us out working for a living don't. But the people who do answer it tend to be – more Democrat-leaning than Republican. And, and the studies all show that. And so it's very, very hard for people who are doing these surveys to get a balanced uh, universe, is what we call this, a universe, you know, you're, of, of who makes up the, the study. The, the polling data is made up of people, and that is called a universe. And the bigger it is, the more realistic it is. And, the, you know, and depending on what you're looking for, uh, the more generic it is, the better. And when you're doing political polling, then what you're looking for is a large cross-section of independents and Democrats and Republicans, people who are decided, people who are undecided, and then you can draw some conclusions. But you also have to look at other factors, like are they like uh, registered voters or not? Are they likely voters or not? Now, likely voter is somebody who voted in the last election. Are they... Uh, and there's another category of voter where they have voted in like every election. No. Which exactly these people. And, and so you have to look into the history of this polling data to see who is being looked at. And most of the people are Democrats. It is a, it's called weighted results. And so there are more Democrats polled than Republicans. Now, a good pollster will weigh that and say, if I have 60% Democrat respondents in my poll, then if 60 out of 100 say they're voting for Hillary uh, over Trump, uh, that's not a 60% win margin because you have to weigh it. You have too many Democrats in your poll. And so what you need is to weigh it so that it's 50-50 proposition and i'm being loose on it because numbers don't mean much in you know on radio it's hard to do all that yeah. uh, uh, uh mary says i'm breaking up is true can you hear me okay yeah yeah you're breaking in so in and out sometimes so i, I try to fill it in when you break away uh would you like but you're doing uh, a wonderful job yeah uh, it's your choice i don't no, know how no, much time you're doing well. yeah yeah so anyway, when you look at these actually, we polls, got about, that's what you've done. Yeah, go right ahead. Okay. How much time we got? About 20 minutes? 
Yeah. Uh, so, so actually, uh, about 20, yeah, okay, we'll go with that. Well, in 10 minutes or so for you to do your – since you uh, were so Christian on my show tonight, I figured you'll want to sum up your Christian uh, portion of – Somebody tested my crown, and I, I realized it was cracked this evening on well, my part. Well, let me tell you what. <laughs> I need to work when on I saw you turn, yeah, I saw you turn the other cheek, but it wasn't on your face. <laughs> Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. Oh, I... Uh, lucky I wasn't packing. But anyway, yeah. we we see. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not that it wasn't uh, it wasn't required, but you know I'm with you on this one. But uh, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> oh man. But um, a lot of people are talking about uh, the fact that it's the Russians who are rigging our political system right now uh, and that they influence Julian Assange of WikiLeaks to hack and get all this information from the DNC, uh, from uh, the State Department, and so on. Um, But why isn't anyone talking about the fact that Bernie Sanders was gypped in his race to become uh, the Socialist Democrat presidential candidate for America. Why is anyone talking about that? And this is exactly what I asked for. Uh, Today at work, I was talking to some people. Now, I had, I think it was yesterday or the day before, you know when the whole Trump thing broke out about his video, right? I have this guy at work, and I love him to death. He's a very good friend, and he talks trash about women and boobs and stuff all the time, right? He's, he's, He's a locker room guy about women and sex. Now, he's married. And I highly suspect he doesn't get sex, and so he does this in lieu of having it. But <laughs> he was adamant that this is another reason why he's supporting Hillary. He cannot support Trump at all now, ever. There's nothing that can change his mind because Trump said these words. And I looked at him and was comp- and I had no class. I, I completely flummoxed, you know, being diplomatic. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Exactly. I mean, this is the mentality of dealing with kid, and and I get it in a way because it protects them from realizing their hypocrisy and the fact that that they're on the wrong side of this issue. So it's like your mind forgetting stuff. So you know, like if you were a victim of a battle, your mind just forgets that. It forgets the details. You might know it generically. I, I can remember that I was, but I've forgotten most of the details. Um, because the uh, the brain does that to protect itself. And I think this is what's going on there. But when I asked them how you could support Hillary, forget Trump. I said, take Trump out of the whole thing. There's 169 people running for president right now, 169. We are not resorting to two people, although there are only two people that have any viable chance as we speak today. But I said, how yeah. can you support Hillary knowing – Knowing for a fact, this isn't even guesswork anymore, that they rigged the system with the media to destroy Bernie Sanders' chances of being the candidate for the Democrat Party. How can you support him? You might not support 
for Trump. But don't how, how can you go and vote for Hillary knowing that she cheated and took away your choice, knowing that that entire Democrat primary was a scam, a farce, an exercise in futility for all the Democrats that dusted off the Cheetos from their stomachs, got off of their mom's couches, and waddled down to the polling precinct to cast their vote for Hillary or Bernie. And it was all a game, that it did not matter because the fix had already been placed in. How do you support that? How do you support someone with all of the accusations that we are seeing of all the wrongdoing, all the deaths, all the crimes, all the felons, all the chicanery of the Clinton Foundation, which I've heard a rumor is shutting down in the next few weeks. I don't know if that's true, so I'm not leading it as news, but I have heard a rumor from a source that they are preparing to shut down the Clinton Foundation. And and I got that about five or six days ago, and I to it because I've had way too many other things put out firewise. But, um, but, you know, think about this. How do you support someone like that? And the fact is, is that they, they support it because they don't stop to think uh, because they can't afford to. Uh, Does that answer your question? Uh, (laughs) It does. It does indeed. It it looks at the character. And this is really where I'm coming to towards the end of this, as we talk about uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton as the Vatican leftist, uh, the leader, uh, the pontiff leader of the leftist movement in America, uh, the messengers being the media and the Democrat uh, prophets uh, around the country, uh, and also WikiLeaks uh, being the spoiler in black and red uh, against those who have uh, misused our political system. There was a woman who responded to me on Facebook when I put out the information that Hillary Rodham Clinton uh, said such outlandish things about needy Latinos, uh, never do wellers as black Muslims, gypsies, uh, very candid and antithetical idea about Catholicism uh, and, and, and evangelicals as well. Just a really mean spirited sprite of a woman. And her response back to me was, well, Donald Trump uh, or Hillary Rodham Clinton, it doesn't matter. God is on the throne. And why is it that we cannot, Ms. Brenda Brown, focus on just Hillary Clinton for the moment? Why can we not just focus on her character? Why is it that amongst Democrats, when you identify the flaw in the character of the person that they support, they immediately shift to your candidate. Can, can you explain that to me? No. I, I, it's deflection. You know, and I think you brought this up on your show a number of times. It's, uh, and Agador, I know, certainly has, that they, uh, the, the left is very prone to accuse you of what they do on a routine basis. <laughs> and, and, then, and then you're on the defense yeah. about it. And the fact is, is we care. I was talking to a, a good friend of mine who I think is confused about his uh, his political sexuality. He doesn't know if he's a Republican or a Democrat. He's married to a black lady, yeah, and so he thinks he should be Democrat and supporter. I think he thinks that he's betraying her by not being a Democrat, but I think he's sickened 
by Hillary Clinton. But Trump is not exactly someone you go running to and say, oh, thank God, this is better. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, exactly. you know, not when, you're from, not when you're on the perspective of already being a Democrat and a leftist, right? So um, bless his heart, I think he's having a hard time with this. But I asked him, I said, how do you support all the unethical things that, that Hillary did? I said, now, I get that the left isn't really high on ethicality and morality and that they slaughter Republicans for doing anything wrong because, quote-unquote, we're the moral ones, we're the ethical ones, that we think we're better than everybody because we, tr- we push and promote ethics, right, and morality, family values and stuff. It doesn't mean that we're all perfect, but we're, we're Christian and we push Christianity, and we fail at being perfect Christians, but we still push it. It's a goal. We try. But what the left doesn't understand is that doesn't make us better. What makes us better is the fact that we try and we believe in a higher power, not, not that we're better than them because we're perfect. And I think they forget that. And so they attack us and accuse us of these things. And, and I think that's the problem that we're at today, Ken, is that they don't understand uh, that, that the morale and ethics are, are critical. Uh, you know, pick a, pick a founding father and tell me one who did not have some kind of quote that said that the only way to be a free person is to have ethics and morals, that we can't lead ourselves without it. And when you look at this, you think, okay, I want my welfare checks to continue. I need the government to help me. Fine. If you believe that, I'm not going to argue that point right now. But what makes you think that putting someone in like Hillary will guarantee that? I mean, Trump, for God's sake, he's already come out and said he wants to increase uh, the money for, um, what is that, baby duty, right, for moms to have babies yeah. and paid leave yeah. and all that. I mean, so it's not exactly like he's a constitutionalist scholar either, you know, a constitutional scholar and pushing that. He is, um, uh, I think he, we have just as much chance of him expanding the expense of government as we did under George Bush. Oh, wait. <laughs> I think mm. I have it, didn't I? Mm. Mm. So, you know, this is why you and I aren't excited about that. But, you know, what are we going to do? Exactly. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Ladies and gentlemen, um, I hope that you've been given a constitutional view of the issues that we're facing and even a street side view in my animation earlier in tonight's show. I guess y'all never see me as a street brother. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, felt like I was wow. in the hood, and I crawled under my desk when you went on that. Oh, brother, man, don't know how you get cut like that. Anyway, um, ladies and gentlemen, this is the spiritual <laughs> portion of it. Portion. Oh, you got to, you got to be careful walking through it. Ken, before you start, yeah. I wanted to see if I wanted to try something out. Are you ready? Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is how I'm going to start. <laughs> doing my show and and and, and like when Trump talks <laughs> did it work? Well I, I would tell you I, I think that's absolutely per- perfect because what we really have to do when we're talking about issues like this we have to be very pertinent that people understand that we are really trying to do our very best at this and you know and I think that's a very good start <laughs> that's right <laughs> 
So, so we're in agreement. I mean, what the heck? You know, the first time we found out that that Clinton or not Clinton, that Trump's mic was gained all the way up. They somebody screwed with the potentiometer on it and pushed the pot to the right, and you know, and it picked up every noise. Did they do it again to him? Because I I, I accept yeah. that excuse once. But what the heck? No, they no. It's true. They do it. They do it every. It didn't happen for her. You didn't hear her breathing at all. Uh, hmm. the the microphone from where he was holding it was up so high you could actually hear him breathing. Uh, and first and foremost, he's not the most athletic man in the face of the world. So maybe losing a couple of pounds will help uh, with the breathing, and also practicing <laughs> singing will help too. Uh, but but other than that, if you have those mics. Pulled all the way up, and I know a lot of people complain that my mic isn't all the way up. And on some nights, you, like tonight, you don't really need it all the way up. Uh, <laughs> uh, but once that mic goes up, you hear everything. There is nothing that you can't hear. And so sometimes a little bit of privacy is good. Listen, First Samuel chapter eight uh, of the King James Bible is where I'm going to read from, and I. I going to read the entire 22 verses because I want you to get an understanding what you're facing today. First Samuel 8, 1. And it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. Now the name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second was Abiah. They were judges in Beersheba. And his sons walked not in his ways, like the Constitution, but turned aside after lucre, money, and took bribes and perverted judgment. Clinton Foundation. Uh, since it, some of y'all might be a little slower than I was, I'll try to throw this out for you. First Samuel <laughs> chapter 8, verse 4. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together, and elections took place. And came to Samuel unto Ramah, 1 Samuel 8, 5, and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy way. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. And I want you to get this particular verse, Melech. Here we go. Strong's 8, 4428. Melech. 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 Bless you. And this is a problem with America. Blah. Thank you very much. This is a problem. With a lot of people want, <laughs> a lot of people want a Malek. They want a king. They're trying to find the perfect person to rule. And God never wanted you to have a perfect person ruling you as a man. He wanted you to submit to him. First Samuel eight six. But the thing displeased Samuel. When they said, give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. 1 Samuel 8, verse 7. And the Lord said unto Samuel, hearken unto the voice of the people and all that they say unto thee. For they have not rejected you, thee. It's the word used there, but I wanted to make it plain for you. They have not rejected thee. They have not rejected Dr. Jones. They have not rejected the exceptional one. For they have rejected me, God, that I should not reign over them. 1 Samuel 8, 8. According to all the work which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, 
or given them a constitution, even unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods, little G-O-D-S, so do they also unto thee. 1 Samuel 8, 9. Now, therefore, hearken unto their voice, howbeit yet protest solemnly unto it, unto them, and show them the manner of the king that shall reign over them. Hillary Rodham Clinton. 1 Samuel 8.10. And Samuel told all the words of the Lord unto the people that asked of him a king. They had been forewarned. They had been told, listen, what you're asking for is going to eventually lead to your destruction and your demise. And you will lose God in the process. Because really, the fight right now in terms of this election is not about all the things that we've been talking about besides the fact that it is God versus anti-God people. Simple as that. And he said, this will be the manner of the king that shall reign over you. He shall take your sons and appoint them for himself, for his chariot, and to be horsemen. And some shall run before his chariot. They will enslave your children. Ever hear of the national debt? 1 Samuel 8, 12. And he shall appoint him captains over thousands and captains over fifty, and will set them to ear his ground and to reap his harvest and to make his instruments of war and instruments of his chariot. He's going to send your children off to wars that he creates. In 1 Samuel 8.13, and he will take your daughters to be confectionaries and to be cooks and to be bakers. Take them out of the home from parenting your children, replace it with a government program providing daycare for them, and then put them to work someplace else. That's basically what that means. 1 Samuel 8.14. And he will take your fields and your vineyards. Anybody ever heard of the estate tax? Pay attention. And your olive yards, even the best of them, and give them to his servants. Bureaucrats. 1 Samuel 8.15. And he will take the tenth of your seed, your tithing money, uh, called taxation. So the more they tax you, the less time you got. Tell that to your pastor. And of your vineyard, and give to his officers and to his servants. Because you got to bribe folks. 1 Samuel 8.16. And he will take your men servants and your maidservants, your good folks who work for you, and your goodliest young men and your asses, your car, and put them to his work. 1 Samuel 8.17. He will take the tenth of your sheep, and ye shall be his servant. 1 Samuel 8.19, And ye shall cry out in that day because of your king, which ye shall have chosen you, and the Lord will not hear you in that day. Be fearful, America, because the next time you vote, God may shut his ears forever. 1 Samuel 8.19, Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel, and they said, Nay, but we, have, we will have a king over us, just like the ones in Europe, 1 Samuel 8.20, that we may also be like all the nations, that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. 1 Samuel 8.21, and Samuel heard all the words of the people, and he rehearsed them in the ears of the Lord. He went back and told God everything the people said to him. You want to hear what the Lord said? 1 Samuel 8.22. 
And the Lord said to Samuel, Hearken unto their voice, and make them a king. And Samuel said unto the men of Israel, Go ye, every man, unto his city. Go home. We're going to find somebody to rule over you and make you slaves. They had escaped Egypt as slaves, and now in their free land, they wanted to be made slaves again. How many American voters want to do the very same thing? If I elect someone to government, they will take care of my every problem, my every need, my every burden. They will give me what I want when I need it, and I'll be satisfied. And in truth, the burden becomes so great that your nation eventually falls, and it may take you another 2,000 years for war to take place and for them to carve out a piece of place in the Middle East for you to be called a nation once more. Professor, your thoughts? Well, it's always hard to follow you on that, but let me say this. I was thinking about the Marine, the alleged Marine that called us tonight. <laughs> Not the second Marine that sounded actually like a Marine. Uh, the, I was thinking about what he was saying, and I'm seeing two trends. I'm seeing people that are sticking to their guns politically, no matter how bad their candidate is, Trump or, or Clinton. And I'm seeing a new group of people that are better than the rest of us. Right? They're not going to vote. They're going to protest. They're going to for somebody else. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm talking about Bailey, <laughs> my daughter, when I say this. But because she's not. She's just frustrated. Yeah, she's frustrated. Uh, but there are people that are acting above it, like they're too good for you. You're like the guy that called in, right? He was better than you and I. He was trying to school us and, and that we were stupid because we couldn't see how – the elites like him could lead the rest of us and do it. And it reminded me of a quote from my favorite president and commander in chief when I went in the military. He was talking about the nuclear freeze proposals between the Soviet Union and America. And this became, the whole speech became one of his most celebrated speeches. The left hated it because they thought this nutcase is going to get us into a nuclear war. He's, he's pissing off the Soviet Union for no reason. But let me give you just a paragraph of it. Just a, it's Actually, I think it's only one sentence, if I'm not mistaken, uh, but it's a long sentence. <laughs> so, in your discussions of the nuclear freeze proposals, I urge you to beware the temptation of pride the temptation of blithely declaring yourselves above it all and label both sides equally at fault, to ignore the facts of history and the aggressive impulses of an evil empire, to simply call the arms race a giant misunderstanding and thereby remove yourself from the struggle between right and wrong and good and evil. And I suggest to this audience... And Ken and I are deeply humbled and thankful for you guys to come. But I would suggest to you that we are in a fight between good and evil. And I don't mean between Trump and yeah. Hillary. I mean between the forces who want to destroy your liberties and your freedoms and the Constitution 
and to rule you versus those of us that are the last stand to defend it. And I mean last stand to defend that precious document and the work of our founding fathers and the sacrifices of the men and women Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.